Bears country. Where is it? What's up, my friend? Well, a little distraught, but I guess I'll uh, get through it. Game was exciting at first and depressing in the end. Yeah. I think that pretty much sums up the show. Have a yeah. good night. All right, you guys. Have a great, a great day. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it looked like there was hope for, their, uh, for a, a bleeding second there in the beginning. Yeah. Um, Bajent just, I mean, and any rookie quarterback going into New Orleans, it's just, I don't know what it, what it is about that place, but it's hard for anyone to win there, much less a rookie quarterback. Yeah, apparently it's one of the loudest, if not the loudest place. They showed that uh, little, uh, apparently they put it on, on the wall, what Matt Ryan said, about how loud and distracting and just difficult it is to, you know, play there. You know, you're calling your plays, you know, audibles. It's just probably difficult to hear. There's miscommunication everywhere. So, yeah, I mean, that, that could be a reason. I mean, I think we need to look for reasons, not excuses for today's game. Um, but then again, with the turnovers, I guess that is an excuse. I mean, do you – what do you think from here on out? I mean, lose out? <sighs> I mean, I mean, but then who's, I mean, my problem is, is that there's, is there a savior now? A Marvin Harrison jr. Is he a savior? I think you add him to that offensive uh, or that wide receiver core, maybe the best wide receiver core in the whole NFL, but can you get a guy to throw him the ball? And, you know, they're versatile. I mean, the bears are looking at their offense. I was just looking at their stats. Their run game is solid. I mean, they they had what two hundred? I can't remember how many yards they had. Their their run game seemed seemed decently solid. Their pass game was there. They had three hundred and seventy six yards offense. Yeah, what uh, Bajan had like a buck fifty or like yeah two hundred fourteen yards or something like that. I think he had two hundred something yards. I mean, which I mean. To any to the layman, it's pretty you know average. But you add the run game, you you add up the total yards. They're right there. I mean, those are numbers that that you know should should give you a chance to win the game, which they did have a chance to win the game. I, I can't pull my giving it to him, man. Yeah, the, the turnovers hurt. What was it? Bajan had four himself. What? No, I mean, I mean the the Saints at the end of the game there, they kept. Oh yeah, that fourth down that they didn't get when they should have yeah. field goal just to go up. Um, you know, it was like it was there for the taking still, but the the pressure got to the kid at the end. I mean the the offensive line was not um, 
it was for the most part it was doing a, they were doing a pretty good job they, they gave him time to throw i mean the pocket was there yeah um the guys had to get open <clears throat> I, I you know this is this is what uh, you know sigmund says this all the time our buddy he was he was he was saying you know the, the the arm just isn't there it's just not strong enough and you're you are seeing it you are seeing it well i don't know if it's if it's the the actual strength or it's the placement like the uh, one interception he threw to the i guess he threw the inside shoulder instead of the outside shoulder mm-hmm. that was a mistake um i I'm trying to think what the one where they, they were talking about the cover two. he didn't see the cover two guy. It looked like he was going to come down to the flats, but he went back and he really, what he was doing, that guy, he was kind of baiting him. He's kind of splitting the difference. It looked like he looked a little cover two, but he also looked a little cover three, I guess. I, but that corner, I think he played it perfect. You know, he just, he got in between and, and forced Bajan to make a decision. And he made, I guess, the wrong decision because the guy intercepted it. Um, I, on that, on the, in a, I, it was the first. Was I think it was the first interception he threw. Well, the last interception, I was saying to my wife because Mooney was uh, in the slot uh, on the left side, and I said, "This, this Mooney's going to be open here on this play." And then he went out and kind of slanted in, and he was open. And then he he should have thrown the ball right there, but then he held on to it a little too long, and then uh, Mooney kept going, and that's when he threw it to him a little bit yeah. too late, it being the interception. Yeah, instead of throwing it to the spot, he, he was waiting for him to get there, and it's timing. It's a timing issue. And part of that could just be, you know, what, what this is Bage's what, third game. I don't know. That, sh- that stuff should be pretty much fixed in practice. In practice. So I, I don't know if it's talent. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just the kid came out of a division school, division two school, and he's learned how to play with the best. I, it, I like him. I think the kid's solid. You know, I, I think there, he's got this incredible potential. There's an upside to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and his arm strength, I don't know. When he rolled out and th- threw that first touchdown pass – and he threw it across his body, and and Komet made a great catch. It's a hard throw to make, and it was a you know perfect spiral. He put it in the right spot, so he's already showing signs of being able to make the play. Why are my co-hosts of this show here in chat and not on the show with us, Walter and PJ? What what are you guys What are you guys doing here? <laughs> you guys out at an ice cream shop right now with the. With the family or something? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it was a valiant effort by the team overall, PJ. I mean, <clears throat> uh, Walter's saying, let's be honest. If this was, if, let's be honest, PJ. If this was Justin, we'd be nailing him to the cross right now. True. That's that's true. Well, his, his, yeah, his, the expectation of him is a little higher than an undrafted Division two quarterback who's holding his own. I mean, he's holding his own. He won. Last week's game wasn't the best. Um, and this and this one, yeah, he made mistakes, but like I said, there 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 is sort of an upside to him. Yeah, I mean, there is an upside to him. He he the ball snaps out of his out of his wrist really nicely. He has great footwork. 
Um, he seems to be controlling the offense really well for an undrafted rookie free agent. But you can you can tell the arm strength is just if he had a hose, if he could just if he could throw it like you know um, uh, Herbert. Oh just, uh, yeah, Justin yeah, Herbert. If he if if he could just throw it, if if his arm was that strong, he'd be obviously he would have been drafted. So, I mean, uh, it's he was holding his own for most of the game, and it kind of just collapsed around him at the end. The offensive line did a, a pretty damn good job that game. They did a couple of holding calls, a couple of mistakes. Oh, the penalties. Uh, penalties. Uh, white hair had one significant. Um. Who's number 62? I, I Lucas Patrick. Okay. Do you think he had one? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, was a, it was two holdings on that one. It was yeah. uh, Braxton Jones and Lucas Patrick. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, geez, man. At this point, what do we do? Just lose out? I think as fans, you want to see them. I, I, I mean, to, to see their draft position. But then again, who's out there? What what do what do we need? What do we need? Do we need a quarterback, or do you build around it? I, I, I well, you have to build around Justin Fields. So, and then do you go out? There? There and look for the best offensive lineman in the draft. You look for you could take Marvin Harrison, obviously, as a weapon. And if if he's there for the taking, yes, definitely take him. If um, they have the second pick and a court and Caleb Williams goes one and we're at two, you take Marvin Harrison Jr. You just you take him and you don't look back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean obvious somebody I like is Brock Bowers from Georgia. Uh, a two tight end. If you had if you had Komet and Bowers, man. I mean, Bowers, that guy's a stud. When he, you know, see, you know, how healthy he gets and what he does, you know, come playoff time. But I really like that kid. You know, I Who's like, um, what's that? Who, who are you talking about? Bowers? Yeah, Bowers from Georgia. Brock Bowers, tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bears, you know, I mean, I know it's a pretty common theme. Like you run that little, like, you know, tight bunch, you know, you take your tight end, he's in a two point stance and, your wide receivers are tied to the you know the line of scrimmage, and they all can just scatter. I guess I don't know what you would call it, but um, you know having a Bowers, a, a Komet, you know Mooney, Moore. I mean Moore, he's number five and he's fifth in the league in receiving. You got weapons in a run game. I mean Foreman looked good today. Um, you looked at Johnson looked decent today. I mean their running game looked decent. I mean it's like I said, it's versatile. Foreman heck, 20 carries for 83 yards. Yeah. Along of 22. I'll take that every every game. That works. They had a, they had a total of 32 carries for 156 yards. Uh Bajant ran. He had eight carries for 70 himself with a long of 20. Impressive for the young kid. Cole Komet, six receptions for 55 yards. Darnell Mooney, five for 82. Two touchdowns for Cole Komet. Yeah, he a couple of nice catches, man. Uh, I, I I would say this. I would probably go defense. Really build the defense. Um, Sweat. He didn't do much today, but I think 
I don't know if it's just, you know, he showed up this week. <laughs> He's learning well, the scheme. So his brain moment. got in the way. Sweat, sweat had his moments. He had the and one. I, he also showed a couple plays. It looked like he was taking them off. He wasn't he wasn't pushing as hard as he could. A couple I'm not saying the whole game. I just saw a couple plays. He probably could have just done a little better job. But he was there. He, didn't he make a play on a car like uh his throw, messed up his throw. So and they signed him. They got him they 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 got him and they signed him. So I, I think that's worth the second round pick. Um so they got an edge rusher. You'll find another one. Well, I've said this, Coach B. I said this last week a couple times. Um, I'm not sure that I'm 100% done with that trade for Montez Sweat because this okay. team is not ready to win now. I but mean, he's for later. He's got four years now. He's four years, you know, nine, you know, yeah. four years, 98 are, million. Are they going to be ready to win next year? Well, teams do it. Teams go from zero to. You know, 60 and 60 well, look at the Texas Rangers for baseball. I I didn't realize how bad they were at. They were horrible. And they won the world the World Series. I mean, that's a different sport, but it happens in football all the time. You know, you get a team. They, I can't think off the top of my head, but they they get a team and they suck one year. The next year, it's like it clicks. I mean, the Bears are that team. The Bears are that team. And the thing is, I I keep coming back to the offense. The offense can manage. If the defense can just shut down, get at go back to that shutdown defense and that manage 24 points should win a game. You know, um, Saints proved it. 24 points win a game. Mm -hmm. If we can get it down to, you know, 16 and below or 15 and below, Bears, you know, and then the Bears score an extra touchdown, you know, not I think they're they can make a run in the future, but I Something's there, but then something's not there. And I, like I said, I can't put my finger. And I think it, and, and unfortunately, it's going to take a, a new coaching staff to do it. And I, I'm curious to see what happens with the Raiders. Like, look, like as an example, because I've been reading a lot about how bad that, that, that was so dysfunctional. You know, I'm curious to see what happens with, uh, with them, you know, making a change. So, with who making a change? The Raiders with uh, McDaniel's oh, gone. Yeah. I heard that guy was just such a. He oh, was McDaniel's was a joke. Yeah, he a joke everywhere. He him. So he'll go um, right back to New Orleans and be their offensive coordinator again. Well, he's a he's a coordinator guy. I mean, that's fine. So the point is, I guess, to look at a team kind of similar. They made a change. What happens? The Bears will need to make a change. I'm sorry. They just the culture needs to change. They got the talent. Mm -hmm. So, is this team getting fired? Is this is this head coaching staff? This entire coaching staff getting? Oh, we we have uh, Coach Flus is coming up here with the press conference. Do you th do you think he's getting fired? Maybe not in the season, but I think he's gonna. Uh, he won't be able to update on Kari blasting game. He's in concussion protocol, um, so we'll see um, where that goes for this week. But obviously, it's gonna be tough to get back there for him. We just hope he's okay and hope he's doing fine um, with that. Uh, the sound on their website is terrible. Uh, 
decided to take the ball. You guys hear that? Coin toss there. And, uh, Barely. I can hear really it, though. Good job of uh, taking the ball on the field. I thought that was the first 15 was really good. And, uh, you know, obviously we uh, scored a touchdown there. That was excellent. Uh, got a got a four and out um, on defense. You know, and then we had that one interception from there. And really in the first half, I thought uh, you know, our offense did a good job operating. Uh, we got some good yards uh, in there from a bunch of different ways. Uh, running the football was a big goal for us uh, today. And I thought we accomplished that goal. Um, stopping the run was also a big goal for us. And I thought we did that as well. Um, when you look at the, uh, you know, the third downs in the first half for the defense, it wasn't good, right? We were five of six, um, didn't do a good enough job on that, but we came back in the second half and they ended up, you know, seven to 14, but we did a good job uh, with that, you know, adjusting um, and the players did a good job of executing to give our chance, ourselves a chance to win um, in that, in that uh, situation there um, with, uh, you know, really the story of the day, right? Is just takeaways, you know, uh, you can't, it's hard to win, you know, the league's uh, pretty even. You know, um, in most spots, and it's hard to win uh, when you have minus five. And uh, again, that's a, that's a whole team thing, right? It's us protecting it, us protecting the quarterback, um, us getting on defense, and us doing a better job there, uh, taking the ball away on D. So, again, that's re really where the story was. Again, I, I uh, love the fight of the guys uh, at the end there. Defense gave us a chance at the very end with those stops that we had and with the missed field goal that they had. But uh, with that, open questions. Tyson Bajan's day, it looked like things were going very well for him through three quarters and then a lot of problems at the end, turnovers, not a lot of completions. What happened to him in the fourth quarter? Yeah, just, you know, I'm going to have to look uh, look at it. And they, what I saw out there was, you know, they, they play man coverage, right? That's what they do. They're tight coverage there. And uh, we were throwing it into tight windows. And we got to do a good job with our, with our decision-making and accuracy. And that's where it is. And, again, I'll look at the tape, see exactly what they were doing. Um, but, uh, again, that's the, the first number one job of a quarterback is to protect the ball. You feel like you guys were getting a lot of opportunities at the end to win? Like it was there yeah. to take? Oh, yeah. 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 We, made stops, we made stops on downs on defense. We had, we had time. We still had time. We still had time, and the guys were fighting and battling. And, uh, you know, because of that, we, we made it a game at the end. And uh, so I really believe that uh, we had a chance at the end there. What's the biggest difference with the defense in the second half? They gave a couple touchdowns in the first half, no touchdowns in the second half. Yeah, it's just the third downs. Yeah, the reason they kept those drives, we were playing the run great. We were tackling good. Uh, we were doing all those things well. And, uh, you know, during that first half, the only thing that they had on the plus side was the third downs. You know, like I said, five and six, and I believe two of them were in the red zone. Um, you know, so uh, that's where we need to get corrected, and we made the adjustment, and they did a nice job. And you guys optimistic about Justin after seeing him throw Friday? Yeah, he's day-to-day. -day. Uh, we'll find out more tomorrow. And we'll see where it is because, uh, you know, we just he started throwing, which is a positive, and we'll see where it is in terms of his functionality. Are you hoping that he could be back Thursday? We'll see where it is. We'll see. <laughs> uh, how was the week at large? How do you think you and the team handled that? There was a lot going on. You had trades. You had the trade demand that didn't happen with Jalen. You had uh, David Walker. You've been... You go on the road Saturday. Yeah, I would say really good. Um, obviously, if we would have won the game, it would be great. It's not great because we lost. Uh, but uh, our guys hung together. They always do. Um, they practice well. Um, they came out ready to play uh, today. And again, if we get the ball right, we, we would be right today. So that's uh, that's where it is. Um, but uh, guys were physical. They finished every play, um, and they uh, they played our style, which is the style we want to play. Uh, Tyree Stevenson left with injury. What's the latest on him? Yeah, we'll see where he is. Uh, I know it was a lower leg uh, injury. We'll see where he is um, uh, tomorrow.
key to the running game, doing well um, early in the game, especially the first half, and then there were any adjustments that they made because it didn't seem like as many big holes as there were earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, again, it, they shift the front a little bit here and there, you know, to overload that one side that we were running to the whole time. And uh, that's, again, the, my hat's off to them. They made the adjustment, and it wasn't as effective um, as it was. But, uh, but again, uh, I thought we did a really good job overall during the course of the day of running the football. They don't talk much about David's ability to run the ball, but it seemed like he really took advantage of things out there to get 70-yard rushes. Yeah, he's had some really nice plays. You know, uh, it wasn't just the QB scrambles. You know, there was uh, uh, a disconnect from the from the runner a couple times. You know, where he kept the ball on those, and uh, that was cool to see him in, on the edge there. And you know, it's also the, the keepers. You know, he's had some waggles and boots where he got on the edge and had a chance to the run pass option, and he did a good job with that. Playing for sweat today going in. Yeah, just play him. Um, on the third downs, play them on the, in a two-minute. And, and again, my hat's off to the defense. Really did a really nice job at the end of half, uh, two-minute, uh, during that situation. Um, you know, they still had some time. They still had some timeouts. And our guys did a really good job with that. But uh, for the most part, play them third down, two-minute, and we're going to roll them in for some second half. So it was, it was a good play. How do you look, dude? Look good. They had a couple good pressures um, there. He's getting his feet wet, you know. Um, different, different style of defense, you know, a little bit. Different terminology. You know, so for uh, for him to come in here and, and play that many plays, it was cool. Significance for you guys to get that deal done yesterday, to get it done, and not, and not exactly right away, but before you even played a game, now it's finished. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely important. You know, Ryan and his staff did an awesome job working through that and getting that done in a timely fashion. And uh, we're all excited. You know, when you add a pass rusher, you know, to your defense and to our franchise, uh, that's, that's a big deal for us going into the future. You and Ryan both talked this week about how you felt you felt you were closer than people thought. In what ways are, are you? In what ways aren't you? Uh, after a game like this, today? well, I mean, this is just this is we evidence that we are very close. You know, because you know, being minus five, you know, in the turnover margin and keeping it that close, uh, the, the ability for yeah. us to show our style. You know, our style is to run the football, stop the run, be physical, um, and you, we just got to get the ball right. What do you make of Tyson's experience here now? If, if Justin's back next week, this is it for Tyson for now. Three starts, some ups and downs. How do you think he did going in? Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of his operation, okay, and knowing, you know, the offense and operating the huddle, in and out of the huddle, for a guy to come in there, um, you know, as a rookie like that, um, was, was pretty impressive when you think about it. You know, and uh, I think he's, he's had really good moments um, in that, you know, the, the starts that he's had. And uh, again, he's going to build off of that. You know, he's got to learn. The most important thing Tyson can do now is that the performance is over. You know, is to learn from his performance and to get better. You know, and to partner up with the coaches, with the offensive coordinator, with myself, and look at those plays where he needs to improve, and also look at the good plays. There's a lot of good plays out there that he had. You know, in the first half, third quarter, um, today, and uh, he's got to build off of both those things. You guys, I, I think uh, they were on your half of the field for every play of the fourth quarter. Um, have you ever seen that before, number one? And, and number two, it, it, the game seemed to kind of grind to a halt there at the end with both defenses playing pretty well. Uh, did you think you had a chance at the end to, to, to break through there? Yeah, yeah, we always do think we have a chance. Um, you know, we just got needed one takeaway on defense to give ourselves a short field and put ourselves in scoring position, you know, or a, kick, or a punt return or a kick return, whatever that might be, to really flip the field. Um, because of the turnovers, they were playing on the midfield most of the day. And uh, that happens sometimes. And that's called sudden change. And our defense did a great job of rising up to the occasion um, on most of those occasions um, during the course of the day, getting a three and out, making them punt, um, you know, get, stopping them on downs and, and doing that. And that's just gives our, our team a chance.
What do you make of the offensive line penalties today? I think everybody but Tevin had either a false start or a hold. Yeah, you go back and look at those. Um, you know, obviously the false starts are the false starts. You know, we got to clean those up. But the holdings, you got to look at them. You know, sometimes that happens when you extend plays um, on the perimeter. You know, when you're extending plays as a quarterback, that happens sometimes. Uh, but again, I'll go look at them. You know, I'll, I'll look and evaluate all those penalties and see what see what we think. Do you get an explanation on the on the on the Bayless flag um, or the face mask? Yeah, it was the face mask. He grabbed it. When you have penalties, kind of a, a real inopportune time like that. Is, is that a learning lesson, or should you guys be? No, you just, can't, you just can't do that. You know, we're we're pro football players and coaches. We know that you can't grab the face mask. We got to be better than that. On the Tyson Bajan scramble in the first half that they marked it short and then he challenged and then won the challenge. Can you kind of talk about the operation, like how you decide to do that? Yeah, so up, upstairs, you know, here he's upstairs and uh, we're always looking at it. And uh, we thought, I thought that it was spot, spotted short to begin with. So we looked at it on replay and then we had enough time. And, and uh, again, it was, it was early, so we just threw it. And uh, we had a good look at it and uh, it was overturned. It was good by the league. You guys have your quarterback depth chart the way it is for a reason. Justin's your starter for a reason ahead of Tyson. What does Justin bring to you guys when he comes back that you don't have right now? Um, I would just say the experience factor. You know, him, him playing all those games, uh, certainly an experience factor. And, you know, he's uh, operated in this offense, you know, and he's had some good weeks, you know, prior to this Washington game. You know, he's had some good games this week, this year. Uh, so we're excited to get him back when he comes back. And, uh, Certainly, the dimension of also the, the disconnection running the ball. You know, he likes. You know, he can obviously run the ball, and they, the quarterback runs are, are viable there too. And uh, you know, the perimeter is getting under attack more, uh, so that's what he brings. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right, there you have it. Nice. So, work. <laughs> so the question is. Is he fired after this season? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's gone. There's no way. You, he he, oh, he is go. not coming back next year. We got, we got Bajan coming up here. Oh, it's muted. Yeah, I think I was, you know, I think I did a good job of, uh, you know, controlling the game. I thought we did a good job of controlling the game, managing the time. The, the play clock, uh, especially with all, you know, the atmosphere that they always tell you about, you know, when you come here to play the Saints. Um, thought we managed that well. Thought we were taking advantage of a lot of things. And then really it just all comes down to myself in that last quarter, uh, being able to do a better job taking care of the ball. Coach talks about it every single day, how important it is to take care of the ball, and I didn't do a good job of that. So that's basically, you know, basically just me there in that last quarter. What, what's the diagnosis on the interceptions in the fourth quarter? Both of them in tight coverage. Was there something that you misread or just tried to make a throw that ultimately they jumped? Yeah, I think it was uh, you know good, good, good on their part, uh, bad on my part. You know, tight coverage. They you know they made a they made a couple of really good plays. So uh, hats off to them. But once again, you know, I got to probably just go somewhere else with the ball. So uh, that that's on me. Was it at all a product of just the offense stalling and you just trying to force something, trying to make something happen? Yeah, yeah, I think it was all on me, uh, just you know, forcing a couple plays there, and then um, you know you can't can't afford to take plays off in the NFL um, because they come back to bite you. So, gotta be sharp on every play. 
Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought our team played extremely well, um, which is why it's so embarrassing just because, you know, one score game, lose a turnover battle by that amount. Um, it's embarrassing, but um, it's part of the game. And I'm just looking forward to building and learning uh, from this experience. Tyson, if if, uh, if Justin is back next week and this is kind of the end of this run for you, how do you think it went in total? Um, I thought I took advantage. I thought I did a lot of good things. I think there's a lot of things that I can also learn from. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm blessed beyond beyond measure. I can't believe the position I'm in. I had an extreme amount of uh, fun with all the guys having my back the way they did. Um, but you know, for me going forward, you know, nothing changes. I'll continue to prepare um, as if I'm starting every game. So, uh, looking forward to it. A clearer checklist of what you need to work on now that you actually play. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, repetition, mother of all learners. Uh, the, the best way to learn is to be uh, thrown into the fire, so to speak. So um, I take a lot, you know, a, a lot out of out of this experience. You said though, taking you this week and playing Thursday, what do you need to do to just bounce back and switch this turnaround? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think there's pretty much. I, mean, I think there's only one way to, and that's just continue to do exactly what I've been doing preparation-wise. I think that's the only. That's the only thing that there is to do. I don't really know what else um, I would do. So just continue to do exactly what I've been doing preparation-wise, do a better job taking care of the football. Did you feel like you were a little bit late on, on at least two of picks? Do you think that was the contributor? Um, the one to Tyler um, and then the, the second one, I think. Also. Like I said, which ones? Me and I think that I was on time to the one to Tyler. Just good coverage, a little bit behind him. Which is all me. All right, so what do you think of that? Well, well, yeah, he did put it on himself. Uh, he, he's, you could tell he's a little inexperienced in handling. The microphone in front of jur journalists, because he just kind of he just basically said sound bites and kept it very simple and plain. And he did put it on himself and talked about preparation. Can you do anything different? And the truth is, I don't know if he knows what different to do. One of his best, you know, you know, if he if he's you know, if he can, I'll say this: reach out to somebody who knows, either an ex NFL quarterback. A current NFL quarterback, you know, I, I, like a, even a Matt Ryan. Like Matt Ryan did your game. Call Matt Ryan. Hey, what'd you see? What can I do better? I think that's something he needs to take advantage of at this moment. Because, like I said, he 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 has this incredible potential. He has an incredible upside, and he has this you know this slew of um, you know wise and experienced former quarterbacks. Current, I mean, just. Don't stay within the building. Look outside the building and see what they say. And, and then, you know, it, it, try to use their their advice to, to the best of his ability. Um, if his arm isn't as strong, find somebody who didn't have a strong arm. What did you do different? You know, how'd you throw the ball? What were you looking at? You know, I don't know. I mean, 
I think he 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 definitely wants to get better. He wants to play in this league. He wants to help a team. I don't think he's in it. It's it's it, he's a football kid. Let me ask you this, bro, uh, Coach B. Um, can a, a a player of his caliber, stature, his his experience? You know, he's pretty much he pretty much has every single Division two record, right? right? He's been cross training for years with his dad. Can he get? Can his arm get stronger? Do you believe it's possible that his arm could get stronger? I'm not saying that his arm is is. But you saw it there a couple of times where he was standing in the pocket, and he had plenty of time to throw. And if he had a hose, if he could just hose it right down the center of the field, you know, maybe that uh, interception to uh, Tyler Scott would not have happened. Those kind of things, um, or the one to that he threw to Mooney. Is his arm? Can he, he can his arm get stronger? I mean, I think a lot of it depends on the strength and conditioning coach. The thing is, at these levels, from middle school to high school to college to pro, you're always you always have a different a different regiment that just makes you a little bigger, faster, stronger. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious to know, or has he plateaued? I don't know. I mean, that that's a lot of that's biology. Um. I would love to see a, a, you know what? That's a great question for a strength and conditioning person. Because <laughs> and the reason why I say that, because they're experts and they believe in their job and they, they want to take somebody to that next level. That that's what gives them their, you know, their rush. That's what gives them, you know, their meaning in life is like, how do I take this one guy? And I like, I don't know. Um, because Jen, my wife was talking about it and I, I we were talking about, I, I said, you know, like Kurt Warner, went from bagging groceries to a Super Bowl quarterback. You know, right. what, what did that take? Now, that was a lot on him. But, like, who were the people involved? And what did they do differently? Or what did they see? And that would be interesting. So if we're talking about arm strength, you're talking about a strength and conditioning person, a dietitian, you know, somebody who's all involved with biology and, you know, sports, you know, kinesthetics and uh, – I would love to hear from them. And I'm surprised we haven't heard much from people like that who, you know, want to help an individual, especially like a, you know, a Tyson Bajan, you know, type player who's on that cusp. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's my take. I, I see it a lot within uh, kids, you know, and you, you watch them, they're, they're, for example, because I do middle school. So I've seen their seventh grade year. Then all of a sudden that eighth grade year is like, you know, they got into weights, you know, they started working out and they started, you know, listening to their coaches and just this tremendous transformation. And then, then you, they go to high school and the same thing happens. They're lifting weights and they, you know, they're listening to their coaches. And then, oh my gosh, they got a college scholarship. And then you see, they go to college and they just do the, you know, and they, they do well, you know, I just, um, I guess at this level, you know, what are those individuals doing for him? I mean, Jason UK Bears says that I, th I, th I think we, the Bears, are in a tough place between Justin Fields and Tyson Bajan. My view is a large part uh, of the problem is our coaching. 
we need to decide what we are and and go with yes. that. Yes, I agree and a million. It doesn't matter what quarterback we have in the game. It's still like, what the fuck are we, right? I did, I did read something once, not too long ago. Actually, it was a couple of days ago, about how important a quarterback was. A quarterback is important. In fact, I think the quarterback is 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 the line between winning and losing. So wow. they do have to figure out. They, they, You're they late do to the party. Who me? Yeah. <laughs> I've only been saying this since uh, we were 17. <laughs> well, keep in mind, there's 11 other positions. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I, I know that's correct because I also see quarterbacks just manage too. So I'm like, I'm having a hard time like with what I read, but um, I think with the bears, I think a quarterback is, it doesn't have to be a superstar. It doesn't have to be a Tom Brady, but it just, it has to be a person doesn't, you know, commit turnovers, a person who can manage. I think a person who can make plays. You, uh, I know. Walt here, Walter here, who is the producer of the show, who's not here, he's in chat, is saying, after today, there is no quarterback controversy. And I, and I think that, uh, Walt, I think what today proved is there might be between – Tyson Bajan, Justin Fields, and the draft pick quarterback that we could have. So, so who's I think that I think if there is a quarterback controversy, it's about Justin Fields and who who can we get in this draft? So who do you want? I don't I don't I'm not saying I want any of these quarterbacks in this draft. I want Justin Fields to succeed. So do I. But I was I saying to my wife the whole game, like, I, this is going to, it's going to suck going back to watching Justin Fields hang on to the ball too long. Like, no matter what you, you yeah, agent probably doesn't have the arm. Um, but what he does have is he has the ability to process things very quickly. He just doesn't have the arm to deliver it when he has to. He has to kind of put that arc on the ball. To yeah. Get it. Fair enough. Which is beautiful. Like that, the first touchdown pass to Komet was a beautiful arc on the ball. He just right in the bread basket caught it. The second one to Komet was right in the bread basket, right? But he doesn't have that hose of an arm like Justin Fields has. So if Justin, but if Justin could just get. And Walter, you know this. PJ, you know this. I've only said this a million fucking times. Is if if I feel like the game plan works better with this quarterback because he can get rid of the ball quicker in the short game. Justin Fields, his just his windup alone causes him to not be able to throw the screens as quickly, not be able to throw the short passes, the slants and things as quickly. Yeah. Yeah. He can stand back there and hose it, you know, 40, 50, 60 yards on the field and with perfect accuracy, but they need to develop uh, uh, the offensive line in kind of like the fashion of the lions do for Jared Goff, for him to be able to stand back there, wait for everything to develop. And then, take his time to wind up and throw that sweet pass. We all know he has. It's just getting from here to here to here to throw it. That is the problem. 
That's the thing that all of us Bears fans are having a hard time understanding why it can't. But to my understanding, they teach that at high school camps. This is the the the, the division that we have is like tr- uh, Trump Biden fans with, you know, <laughs> uh, Justin and Bajent is if you could just get rid of the ball as quickly as Bajent, you would be a fucking instant Hall of Famer, Justin. So it's it's going to be fun to watch Justin come back. It, it doesn't matter at this point because we suck and we might as well just lose out at this point. But at least we get to see more of Justin. And hopefully he has been, and we've said this before on this show and plenty of other people have said this, can he learn from watching Bajent these past three games, how quickly he gets rid of the ball? Can they talk to each other and go, okay, so it's, it's just a it's just a from here to here thing, a here to here thing. Yeah, and, it's a... It's a- Boom, boom. It's it's a quick – I mean, you're here. I, I'm not – I don't know much about quarterback, and I'm not an expert, but you're, you're right. It's that just that quick little ball placement and then release. His muscle – but you know what? It's called muscle muscle memory. Yes. And – Once you're again, used to that muscle memory, it becomes it, hard well, to you change, are. Right? You are. I mean, you because your whole life you didn't need that. Then all of a sudden, everybody is the same caliber as you. Even Ohio State, amazingly, Division One football, he still could get away with it. Mm-hmm. But not now. You can't. Um, Jason UK is here, here saying, sorry, guys, I've been drinking. Uh, <laughs> so have I. So uh, I'm sure you have too, Coach B. Just throwing it out there. It's not an easy choice. One thing I'm looking at is how Bajan is playing in his third start compared to Justin. Well, well, Justin didn't have the offensive line in his third start that we have now, which is, you know, it's it's be- it's much better, that's for yeah. sure. Um, but it, you know, it's it, it to what you're saying a little bit here, J- Jason, is his footwork, timing, rhythm, and in this passing and everything, they all go together. It's just it it doesn't compute 100% with Bajent because. The arm strength is not Justin Fields' arm strength. So if you could just merge the two damn quarterbacks together <laughs> and have Justin just get rid of the ball in timing and rhythm and footwork like Bajan does, you're talking Hall of Famer, man. Yeah. Um. So now the question is, is that Justin's on what is his fourth year? Is this, this is his fourth year, right? Justin? Uh, yeah, no, it's his third. Third year, okay. So it's his third year going into his fourth year. I mean, by his fourth year, he's got to have it. What do they say? Ten thousand passes, or something like that. It takes like ten thousand uh, passes. Yeah. I mean, the, I've heard of the ten thousand rule. Yeah, he's close to it. So he. That's off-season stuff. You know, what if just I'm just gonna throw this out there. What if his body just can't do it? I mean, like like you and I, man, our bodies just can't do it. Th- I mean, granted, we're in our age, but even when we're prime age, 24 years old, our bodies couldn't do certain things. What if his body can't? And that's it. Like he's plateaued. Ohio State, that's it. Ah. I don't know. But then it's like muscle memory. 
memory. I'm like, you're talking, we're talking what? A fraction of an inch, <laughs> a fraction of an inch. That's the difference. A fraction of it. Now that's what it is, man. That, that's, that's pro is a fraction of an inch. And can he develop that fraction of an inch? And I, yeah, I don't know. That's the fun part. That's, I guess, watching him do it, you know? And, and for me, the fun part would be like, I want to know who helped him or, or what are you guys doing? And okay. So the coaching staff to me, are these guys so egotistical they can't figure it out or are they really trying to figure it out and they can't figure it out? Um, that's, that's a good question. Because I, I mean, I know coaches and there's coaches that are really good and they care. They're trying their butts off and the, the person just doesn't have it. Then you get these egotistical guys who are like, it's the kid's fault or it's the player's fault. You know, my system is the best. And you're like, well, maybe your system doesn't fit the players or, um, you you see something that really isn't there. I don't coaching is difficult, man. And that's why I have a hard time. Like, yeah, should Ibrufloos be fired? I think so, because the numbers just aren't there. And this is a profession, and you're making millions of dollars, and you're just not getting you're not getting the job done. I'm sorry. It may not even be your fault. It may not even be your fault in the end. Chase New Case. God damn it, you're right, Shorty. Can't we can't we just please make a hybrid? Well, it would take like <laughs> The sperm and the sperm, and it would just—it's well, not like it's not like a weed plant. You can make this happen in uh, in two or three weeks. It, well, why don't we just take an AI? Why don't we just use AI, like find a freaking <laughs> robot and mix the two, and, and and not say it's a robot, like you know, I don't know. <laughs> Walt saying, uh, "I'll send you the chart, Dan." But Fields is more accurate passer, even in the short game. Than I'm not saying he's not. And you keep saying, Walt, that he. Uh, Timing-wise, he's getting the ball out. No, he's not. The, you, if it passes the eye test, we don't have to look at analytics. That's why Jason UK is saying, damn it, if we could just make a hybrid. <laughs> yes. You know, and, I think... Wait, hold on. Mayhem says, Justin doesn't need to learn from an undrafted... Listen, Mayhem, if you were on the team, okay, I mean... I played football in high school. I was learning from all the guys that were better than me. And I tried to pick in, uh, you know, you, you know, uh, Coach B, Vinny Lira, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Scott uh, Allen Woods. The, yeah. Uh, who, who was our quarterback? Um, he, he actually oh, played um, for me. Luke Tash. Not Luke Tash. Um, Clinton Rodriguez. Clinton Rodriguez, man. He was yeah, fast Clint as Rodriguez. Well. I was always trying to learn from the guys that were better on my team and, and find out what they do well to add to my game. Why can't he? Why can't he see how quickly he gets rid of the ball and just try to go, hey, you want to go hang out and uh, throw the ball today a little bit after practice? And just try to like get with him on the timing. Okay, one, two, three, throw. One, two, three, throw. One, two, three, throw. See how quickly you can match up to him at the very least. I mean, just because he's your second string quarterback and he's an undrafted rookie free agent doesn't mean you can't learn anything, anything from him. I mean, I can learn things from you mayhem. You can learn things from me. I can learn things from you mayhem. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it all goes hand in hand. That's how you get better. Aaron Rodgers was a totally different quarterback. When he came into the NFL, he was holding the ball up here and then he was, by the time he left the Packers, he's holding it down here and he's he's flicking it with his wrist like that. Yeah. Why can't you learn?
from other players on your team. It's it's not beyond you to say, oh, this guy's behind me. I can't learn anything from him. That would be an insult to you as a human to not be able to learn from everyone around you. The oh, I think the, the the answer is humility. Does he have humility? Was he willing right. to learn? And 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 on top of it, even for Bajan too, do you have humility because you have the number one spot right now? You don't want to relinquish that. So coming together, it's a team thing. The problem with the, the NFL is that yeah, it's a team, but it's really individual. It's about jobs. It's a job, you know, and if 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 the Bears looked at Bajan and went, You're more of a coach because you, you have this unique talent and we want you to help and but we want you to play. And Bajant, you know, bought into it and it was getting paid the money. That would be a great scenario. Come here, Justin, let's go. But I'm trying to take your job, so that's hard to <laughs> convince. But I believe but I but I know exactly what you're saying. Um, even in college is the same way. I'm fighting for a scholarship, so I don't want but a kid, but a kid, like if Bajan, I would say this about Bajan though, he probably would make a great coach. Just where he's from and how much he's had to learn. And, and he's probably he's been a scout team guy, so he probably understands not only unique offenses, but unique defenses. And um, you know, his talent level and and actually, you know, he's he's very fundamental. Kid would make a great coach. So if the best coaches are not the best players, oh, right? Yeah. No. You think about it, man. The best coaches are the ones who are the third string quarterback who has to be that scout kid who has to run, you know, 11, 12 different offenses. And then he's got to read, you know, 11, 12 different defenses. So then he's coming in going, I know a lot. And they just, they're great coaches. Then, then humility kicks in, you know, if you're, if you're willing to make adjustments and willing to like, you know, you know, be more malleable and, and, and look at what's in front of you, your players, you know, look at your opponents and look at, you know, NFL, you know, your GM, like what kind of players you're going to bring in the money, the owner, you know, I mean, if you're, if you can learn how to, you know, kind of navigate your way through and, you know, I, you make a great coach. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of factors in play, but, you know, I guess going back to the bears, the one thing Iriflu said in his, um, post game was uh, we're close, we're there, and he's right. You are. You're, you're you're one turnover away from winning the game. You're you're, you know, instead of five. No, no. Flu, Fluce is not close. He's the not. Net, no, the team is. The, the head coaching regime is close. The 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 um the team is close. The players are close. The players are they're. God bless America. They're every single game except for last week, I'd say. And I don't know about some of the others, but I know last week's game we watched, um, they sucked. They're terrible. I mean, they went to Los Angeles, they probably partied. Looked like they partied, they didn't even bother. <laughs> oh, there's a football game to play. All right, we'll play it. But um, but they are the, God bless, the thing, they're, they're there. The thing that you're seeing here is with, with the two different quarterbacks is this coaching staff sucks yes i think so i don't think they're very good i don't think they're not a good fit i'll say this i won't say they suck because that's stupid because they know way more than i do but they're not a good fit you need a good fit 
Right. Like so um it kind of goes to the the whole Nagy thing, right? Like Nagy refused <laughs> to Oh wait. I said his name. I have it in here. I have to I said his <laughs> damn name. I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. Yeah. So, <laughs> that jackass refused to change the his offense to fit Trubisky. He oh. wanted Trubisky to fit his his offense, right? And it's kind of the same thing here. We're seeing Justin Fields is this is not the offense for him. So change the fucking offense. Mm-hmm. Right? Change yeah. offense. You have I mean you have to. You can't anywhere. I don't care from rec ball to to professional football. What shows up, you got to learn how to adjust to. You know, it's like I love the 3-4 defense, but if I get four dynamic defensive tackles and and ends that can run, I'm not I'm going four. I I'll, I'll put I'll shade them. You know, I'll you know, if, if um we're playing power teams, you know, we're bringing in extra linebackers, we're bringing an extra defensive tackle. You just got to look at what you you know, what you're what you're faced with. Mm-hmm. That and that's coaching, and, and that's the thing. And then you have to – I'm telling you, again, I use the word humility. You got to put it aside and go, okay, listen, this year we're up against whatever. The Vikings changed their offense. So um, we got to go to somebody who's like, okay, we have to you know, insert what kind of defense. Or are we a 4-2? Are we a 4-3? Are we a 3-4? You know, what are we? Um, you know, we're going to play teams that are more geared towards a 3-4 defense than a 4-3. I don't know. But um, you you got to be able to adjust and 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 I'll be honest with you, just from my personal experience, it's fun. I would love to be able to change. Just be like, yes, oh, crap. you know, okay, I'm a three four guy. I know this so much, but you know what? This year, I think we got to go four four two five. We're playing spread a lot. You've so, got to be able to fit to your players, man. If you don't, you're not a coach. Yeah, you 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 just your quarterback. Like, think of I, I go back to the two thousand Ravens. I mean, could you imagine? Like, they're the, they're starting quarterback. Oh god, what was his name? Tony. Oh, what was? Oh gosh, but when they put uh, Dilfer in, and it's like we're going with Dilfer, and it was a run, and and the, the team said we're going to run the ball, and the defense, and, and the head coach was like, I'm a passing guy, and he ran the football. He said, Well, I'm changing. And they won the freaking Super Bowl because he made that adjustment. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. You just you have to be that guy. And, and, and you know what though? People don't even they they don't care. They care about the result. They don't care about oh you're you know you were a you know five wide spread Mike Leach type player. And now all of a sudden you're running the power eye. Well, <laughs> I got power eye guys. <laughs> you know? So they're like it's it's working. So it's like, Nagy, I didn't come here to run the I formation. <laughs> well, you have I formation players, asshole. Let's go run the fucking I formation. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing here. You have, let's just, let's just pull out the old Wayne Fonts playbook from the run and shoot back in the D- Detroit lions in the nineties. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just hand it over to Justin Fields and let him let's bulk up that offensive line even more. Just okay. invest in the offensive line in this draft. Okay, if you go Marvin Harrison, if you go Marvin Harrison, they're a, they're five wide. They're 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 at least four wide spread. 
hybrid. Okay, so the spread in pro is different than the spread in college, but uh, they're that team. They're that guru. They're that you know. I don't know that. I don't. What do you want to call it? That that um, that wizard who comes up with some crazy stuff. That I think the Bears will have that on offense. It's just defensively they got to kind of. I I don't know if it's me, but secondary always seems to be a problem. And I don't know if it's just that because offenses are so good, the secondaries are always just going to be exposed. But for the Bears, they can stop the run, and they did against the the Saints. They're, the Saints didn't have much running, and even passing they didn't. They just but the Saints seem to find holes. They seem to find. I, I don't know. I, I'm still that. That's something that I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around. The secondary playing the Saints. I hate playing the Saints. I hate playing the fucking chart or the the Broncos, and I hate playing the uh, Commanders. And oh no, no, the Giants. We got two two out of three this year. Those are like games that you just never know what's going to happen. It's oh the Raiders too. That's another game. I hate playing the Raiders. You never know what you're going to get with those games. Broncos, Raiders, and the Saints. And we have and they should have won all three. They won the Raiders. They should have won the Broncos. They should have won the Saints. The Bears should be a playoff team, for God's sakes. That's it. You're getting pulled. I'm going to have to do this show by myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, James Ford saying, I've been telling you, uh, I've been telling you did this coach. He'll start out doing what's right for the team, and then he, and then he wants to throw the – he wants to throw to the everywhere. I don't even know what that means, James. <laughs> I've been telling you did this – retype that, James. I can't even read that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Let me try one more time. I've been telling you did this coach – Start out with uh, that. That kind of threw me off from the start. Please throw it everywhere. I think he wants to throw two everywhere. I've been telling you this coach start out doing what's right for the team. Then he wants to throw the everywhere. Throw, I don't know. Come on, James, retype that. You sounded like you, you had something good to say there. <laughs> PJ, expecting JF1 to be perfect is unreasonable. He has improved even though the offense isn't catered to him. Young, Aikman, Elway, Eli, Bradshaw, and others were not all world dirtier either. Fair enough. No, fair enough. Aikman was. Aikman won a Super Bowl in the dirtier, didn't he? Yeah, because he came out with 88-89. He was close to it, if not. And they won, what, 92 yeah, he was a rookie in 89. Yeah. Well, if you were on the show with us, PJ, you could uh, clarify <laughs> on that. <laughs> Cliff, what's what is Werfen see niche zu spot uber dies mitte? They meet. Said Cliff, well said. Well said, buddy. 
I bet I guess that's the uh only thing we can say as Bears fans right now, huh? Yeah. Before we uh wrap this up, Coach B, what are I mean <laughs> it's a fire. This is a fireable offense season, right? Oh, a hundred million percent. I mean, the McDaniels are going to be hanging out in the unemployment line looking for jobs. <laughs> uh, PJ is making me look up Troy Aikman stats right now. <laughs> Let's see, PJ. He's heading home, man. Dang. Driving and uh, responding. I love it. I'm heading home now, shorty. Where are you at, PJ? So you are at, uh, so you're on your phone listening to us. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh, Troy Aikman in the second season, or in his third season, um, he was 237 of 363 for 2,754 yards, uh, 11 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Well said, PJ. Well said, my friend. So but really, but really, but really, Troy Aikman's career was shit. Like you can't compare any of you can't compare Dan Marino, John Elway, Troy Aikman to anyone from uh, uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady on. From that, from like 2000 on, you cannot compare the, the quarterbacks from the 90s and the 80s to any any of the 2000 and on quarterbacks. It's just it's it's amazing if you look at here i'll pull it up here troy aikman's stats like he, he's a hall of famer why he's got uh look at look at his best season what was his best season um his best season was i'm looking at yards wise 1997, he threw for 3,283 yards, 19 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. That was, oh no, his best season was uh, 1992, 3,445 yards, 23 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. That's crap. It's complete crap in this modern era. 14 interceptions, that's high. Right here. Yeah. But then he had six. The thing about his numbers, though, is that he also had Emmett Smith. So they ran the ball a lot. That's like Trubisky numbers, dude. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, he's in the uh, Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame for this season, right here, right there. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You're you're you're, you're just. You're dumbfounded, right, Coach B? Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at these numbers and I'm like, the interceptions alone. They did that sounds, but then he goes from 12 to 5. He goes from 14 to 6. Then also he goes up to 12, then out to 7. Yeah. It's like, so what's going on there? 19 and 12. 12 and 5, 17 and 12, touchdowns, interceptions. Crap. Then TDs. Like crapping on him right now. If he was our then TDs, don't sound like very much either. Jeez Louise. <laughs> and, and I get they had Emmett Smith, they had a running game, they had uh, what's his name, Jay Johnstone, Johnston, whatever it is the fullback. Yeah, um, uh, Daryl Johnson, 
Daniel Johnston. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Jake. What am I thinking of? Uh, anyways, um, but uh, but he did have Michael Irvin, and they did have Harper. That offensive line. They did that offensive line. But then again, so the 12 interceptions doesn't make much sense because he must have a lot of time to throw. I don't know, man. That's interesting. I'd love to hear what he has to say about that. Yeah. On top of that, those other quarterbacks were had much better coaching and more Ooh. talent around them. Bears were depleted yeah. last year. Coaching was horrid first year. Fields was making good progress this year. Was until the coaching yeah. staff derailed him again. All right. So I guess I need to know. Who do you want to be the head coach next year? You said Harbaugh, I think, right? Jim Harbaugh or bust for me. It's n- it'll never happen. It'll never happen, Coach B. Because the McCaskies are they're ethical people, and Harbaugh is if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying kind of coach. Mm-hmm. And they'll never sign off on that because. But I guess Jim Harbaugh, who played quarterback, would probably be able to fix fields. <laughs> Yes, the guy's done wonders for quarterbacks. If you're going to keep rolling with Fields, which I don't necessarily, I don't disagree, is that's that's the right answer. You should. You have got to put a coaching staff in place that can develop him, and what better than Jim Harbaugh and his proven coaching and his proven coaching staff, and and the things he's. The things he's done in college, I think, are perfectly okay in the pros. Right. It, 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 exactly. Kevin so, Warren and him don't necessarily have the best relationship, but they can figure it out. They're, they can they're, figure they're it grown out. men. If not, I say at the very least, if they're gonna if they're gonna stick with Fluce, I I say uh Josh McCown right now is a quarterback's coach for I think the Texans. So I would say Go oh, that's why. Make him your offensive coordinator next year and see what he can do with field. Josh McCown is – he's going to be a head coach someday, and he's going to did be – Did you put that on PSF? Did you put that on PSF? The Josh McCown no. thing? Okay, because somebody did, and I was like – couldn't figure oh, out. Oh, no, it, it might have been me, yeah. Yeah, it was me, yes. Okay. Yeah. May I'm saying the Bears can't stick with Flus. Correct. I agree. They can't. There's no way. But can they stick? The locker room isn't even in favor of him. If they do stick with Flus, do they stick with Getzy? (laughs) 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 Your face said it all right there. Uh, I we need to change the regime. Sorry, Flus, you'll still be rich. You're fine. I'm not gonna feel sorry for you. <laughs> Jason UK, we keep leading, uh, letting coaches learn their jobs in our organization. Yeah, try to learn their jobs and then get fired and not go anywhere else. Or uh, oh wait, they go back to Kansas City and become the offensive <laughs> coordinator. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and go, oh, look how great I am. Yeah. They're the greatest quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Mayhem saying if Flus is the head coach next season, the Bears will go 0 17. They get the first pick again and again and again. 
while you're at it, just trade Justin Fields for some more first round picks or, you know, some more picks and just keep building through the draft for the next five years. <laughs> and see what happens. I mean, it's, it's re- remarkable at one, in on, on, on one spot that we have this many picks going into next year. Right. Uh, with that trade from last year. Uh, but it's also like, if, if this is our moment, if we, if, if it, if Justin is not the guy, do we draft a quarterback? If, if Caleb Williams is a prick, like we all kind of think he might be because he wants, like his dad said, he wants ownership in the oh, team that drafts him. Like what the, c- c- come on. I don't want that guy. I thought I did. Here, 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 I don't want him. Here's the problem coach is that these players now can make money I know. in college. So this kid is probably the first college quarterback to, to make, 10 plus million dollars a year yeah. as a college quarterback and it's given him this fucking ego right so what's this what's this going to mean for the future when and it means he doesn't have to try he doesn't have to get better he's already set for life he's got 10 million dollars in the bank what what's the incentive right so Maybe i guess i want a Tyson Bajant than a guy who's got a scrap and claw right you know so the incentive is oh i want part ownership in the team that drafts me. That's and no, no. It was this inflated right now at 22 years old. I don't give a rat's ass. No, you don't get it. No one deserves that. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Mayhem. Caleb Williams is a cryberry crybaby diva that wears nail. Polish. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> he cried last night because he lost. Uh, but his team did fire the defensive coordinator, so yeah. Well, at least he was fired, and he didn't resign out of nowhere with a no, they, uh, apparent uh, FBI raids of his house. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, what's up, fellas? What's up? PJ in the house. Now I heard you saying something about uh, what's his name, McNabb. Really, Josh McCown. Yes. McCown. Really? Are you getting pulled already? You're out of here. F- fuck uh, Let's go back to chat, PJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go use the restroom. I'll be right back, buddy. All right, pal. You gotta get off of this McCown kick right now, bro. Hey, man. Somebody's gonna pick him up in two or three years. He's gonna be a a dynamic head coach, and all of us are gonna be like, "Damn, I wish he was my head coach." I promise you that. But he hasn't proven anything yet, except for what being a high school head coach right now. He's the offense. He's the uh, quarterbacks coach for the Texans, isn't he? But as far but as far as being a head coach, only experience he has is being a high school head coach. So now he's a coordinator, mm-hmm. and you want to you want to promote him to a head coach of an NFL team oh, per- with the only. The Panthers. I, I correct myself. Not the, he's the quarterbacks coach for the Panthers, not the Texans. Sorry. Right. I understand. I mean, I know where he's at. I mean, I'm just saying. But you wanted to promote him to a head coach when he's only had no. no, no head I'm saying, coach. No, I'm saying if we're sticking with Fluce, make him the offensive coordinator. Promote him from quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinator. But what has he done to prove that he even deserves that spot? Doing the show by myself right now because I gotta pull this guy fucking shitting on me. I'm just trying to have I'm trying to pontificate here. 
No, you can't participate with a guy who hasn't done nothing though. He's in the same he's in the same position that gets you there. Hey, he's won one game with the Panthers. Come on. We're talking about Getsy. <laughs> now, had you said Pep Hamilton, you probably would have had him. All right. I'm, I'm like, here. okay. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Because Pep Hamilton has a proven record of being with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Luck. He's uh has coordinator experience. He has quarterback coaching experience. He even was a head coach in the XFL or something like that. But to go with McCown? No. <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to find something, PJ. See, I think wins, I think I need some wins. I got to tell you this, though, man. I mean, here's the thing. We're only in, I think somebody said it earlier in the chat, we're only a year and a half into this rebuild. I think Poles has made some good moves by drafting Wright, getting DJ Moore, getting uh, the guy we just got, um, Sweat. He's doing the right things. We just have to be patient. I mean, so... He's doing the right things. I, I, that's why I say, even with Fields, Fields not the perfect quarterback right now, but he has been able to do certain things correctly. Now, Beijing has done certain things correctly, but he was exposed again today. Lack of arm, Callan. I think he only threw one deep pass, and then uh, DJ had to actually grab the guy's arm to make sure he didn't get the interception on that deep pass. So, He's doing some good things. We just have to be patient with where, where we're going. And I think we're on the right track, although I'm not a fan of Getsy. I think he probably needs to go. And if Flus doesn't do something different, he may need to go too. But I think Poles is trying to do the right thing in building the team. At least we're, we're now getting – we're seeing a team now where we actually getting some talent that we didn't have before. Because last year – we had no talent, so we got to kind of consider that a wash. Fair enough, as you say, Coach B, all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry to bust your bubble. But I still believe Fields is the guy. No, I, 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 I'm there with you. I believe that, too. But can he... Get rid of fucking ball quicker. <laughs> I, I said this to my wife today. I'm like, I, I, I it's going to suck going back to watching Fields try to do something in this offense and not get rid of the ball as quickly as this kid. Because that's the one thing that I think we all can agree on. He gets rid of the damn ball. It comes out of his hand. Please, please. So God, Justin Fields, can you just get rid of the ball as quickly? But if that's the one thing that he needs to work on, that that's something he's fucking offense, right? No, I'm just saying, if that's the one thing he needs to work on in his personal development, I'll take that because that's something you can work on. I mean, because if he was, if he had that already, he would have been the number one pick and not a uh, what's his name down in uh, Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. 
so Lawrence. we have to yeah Lawrence. So we have to we have to so we have to take that in in consideration. I mean, he wasn't the perfect thing, and then that horrendous coach he had when he first got here, that was a wasted season. So now last year he was devoid of talent. So really, how much could he have worked on his game then when he has nobody to throw to last year? So this year we're actually seeing it. Okay, he does really need to speed up his uh, release. Give me something to work on all season. But he has the other things because in that, again, I'm going back to these two great games he had right before the Oakland or the uh, Vikings game. It's like he was on the right path. You saw him, what he can do when he hit that third step on his back foot. As soon as he hit that three-step or five-step drop, as soon as he hit it, he was releasing it. So he was progressing. Now, I mean, we're going to see – whether or not that still sticks if he plays his next game or not. But he was on the right track. So I can't be disheartened by him not being perfect. At least he was improving, and that's what we need to see, him improve. I'll admit the the game plan against the Vikings was complete crap. It was crap. It was like they went back to the Green Bay game. Yeah, yeah. And we saw it. You know, Chris Watts and I saw it in real time. It was like, what the, what's going on right now? And then he gets injured. Yep. And, but then within that game plan that they still had, Bajent did come out and operate that game plan a little bit better because he got rid of the ball quicker. And so it just comes down to the coaching is not working. He's a, a square peg in a round hole and gets his offense. And it's, at the very least, you've got to replace Getsy. You have to. Yeah, I, I think uh, even in today's game playing, Getsy exposed himself as far as not being able to do certain things. Because, like I said, there was only one deep pass, uh, and we have the we had the pocket. We had the pocket for the most part. Uh, late in the game, when they knew we was going to pass, yeah, got a little bit more pressure then. But for the most part during the game. We had the pocket, but does uh, Beijing not have the arm strength to get it down there on a consistent basis? I don't. It doesn't look like he does. No, it doesn't. So, again, Getsy, we have a running game. We have a running game, and honestly, we didn't run the ball that much today. I mean, the game was pretty close, but we didn't run the ball enough. Mm. We just didn't run the ball enough. I'll be honest with you. I think I've even – I've stated 30, somewhere 30, 32 times PJ that um oh. the Bears need oh. to invest in the running game. That's I mean that's our MO. Yeah. Yes. I I 100% agree. Um, I mean even with 32 times maybe we should have ran it 42 times. It seems like Johnson uh Foreman um who was the other guy? Was it Stevenson but I think they were I mean they were getting three, four, five yards. I mean, just march down the field, keep your defense. I mean, go back yeah. to simple, you know, clock management. Exactly. Exactly. Fresh mouth, you know, demoralize the defense because they can't stop the run. And then once it right. but you said something, you're right. There was one bomb, there was one um one. throw that was to more. And it was just, I mean, I think I mean, more had to grab the guy's arm to make sure the guy didn't yeah. give him the interception. Yeah. 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 So, 
<laughs> I, I I agree with you. I'm glad somebody else does because I I caught hell when I said something about the run game and everybody's like, ah, that's out of the NFL. That's not that's the. I think the Bears need to be the opposite of whatever you know is popular in the NFL. If it's popular in the NFL, Bears need to do the opposite of it. <laughs> you know? I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I'm not saying we should run the ball 40 times a game every game, right. but in this particular game, seemed like that was was working, and that would have been the way we could have won the game. Yeah, but I agree. it seemed like he abandoned it, and it's like, uh, you should have gone with that. Yeah, I agree. Because what they say, what they say, uh. When you're away, you run the ball. When you're at home, you pass the ball. Right. So, dang, you can take the, the crowd out of it by running. Apparently the loudest stadium in the NFL, like everybody's yep. saying, this place is, is very difficult to, you know, call plays and, you know, audibles and communicate. Exactly. <laughs> How hard is it to, we're handing the ball yeah. off, you know. And yeah. So I, I yeah. agree with you. I'm glad somebody else does. And then, um, if you notice, Bajan did a lot of audibles himself, where he checked down to running the ball himself. Yep. Yeah, he did. So for for the naysayers who were saying, "Oh, Justin Fields run the ball too much," yeah. Bajan shows showed today that sometimes that's what a quarterback needs to do, mm-hmm. and that's what Justin did as well previously. But when he did it, people talked about it. But now Bajan does it. It's a different story. We gotta look. I guess I'm saying we have to look at the whole thing, man. Are you and okay? Wow. I feel like we almost we we got we got into like an argument last Thursday about Justin Fields. We're okay, right? Man, we are always okay, man. I told you that you you asked me that one more time. I want to say no. <laughs> <laughs> are we okay, buddy? Are we okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh shit! I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I just think that yeah, we all had high expectancy for the season. We we wanted bad, bad for this year to be great. But I think what is what's been shown is we're not there yet. But I see improvement on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I see that. Uh, I think the additions we time. made. He had some yeah. time today, didn't he? Oh yeah, he had plenty of time. That's what I was like. Whoa, that's why on some of those interceptions, that's why I was like, look, I was like, dude, you had the time. You didn't have to force that. Yeah. Especially, at, I think that first one, that first one, he was like, eh, you didn't have to force that one. Yeah. So, I think that's almost, what I'm saying. We, we almost had oh, yeah, more man, I'm yards. I'm saying, I'm saying we, we almost had more yards when he didn't have time. When he was scrambling, he kind of just threw those little dump passes. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're getting like yeah. 10 yards, 10 yards, 10. Like, yeah, it, it got to the point where you see him standing back there in the pocket, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> he has too much time right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, so um, I heard somebody else say, uh, I think it was the announcer. The announcer said that, oh, the drawback to Fields was he didn't he don't throw the ball around enough or spread it out to different players enough. And then, in the same token, I heard them say, well, they need, uh, Bajan needed to get uh, uh, DJ, to, DJ Moore the ball more often. I'm like, so which is it? <laughs> you yeah. can't have both. <laughs> I mean, which is it? Well said, so, brother. I'm like, I just want to say, I, I think we upset, but I, I'm, I'm seeing a better team. That's what I'm saying. I'm seeing a better team. And, yeah, we're not there yet, but we're only a year and a half into the rebuild. PJ, do you see any 
way that this coaching staff remains for next season. All of it intact. Only way I would say they will remain intact is if, well, Poles first said Eberflus was his guy. And I think that's going to hold a lot of weight. I think that was bullshit, by the way, but moving on. I, but I'm just saying, I think that's going to hold a lot of weight, though. Yeah. So with that holding the weight, that'll be the only thing that does. Because if we're progressing, progressing, I don't think it'd be enough if we're if we're less if we're less than uh, five wins, five wins or less. Uh, I think serious trouble. Now I think if he gets to six wins somehow, he'll keep his job because of that. He's his guy, and he doubled the win production from last year. If at five or less, I think he's in real trouble. But that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know how much weight that. He's my guy. Comes into play. I don't see. I don't see the wins. They're just. We got the Panthers next. We, you know, it would almost be better if we tied with the Panthers next week. <laughs> well, I, put it this way. I, I'll say this much. I, I know it seems far fetched, but six wins is still possible in my mind because you look at. You got the Panthers, you got the Cardinals, well, you, got you got the Vikings. I'll give you the, the rundown. The Panthers in order. Panthers, Lions, Vikings, Lions, Browns, Cardinals, Falcons, Packers. Okay. Vikings. You got the Vikings. You got the uh, Panthers. The, uh, the you Vikings, got the, Vikings with you, uh, Josh Dobbs now? That's what I'm saying. You, you got the Cardinals. Uh-huh. And then you got Green Bay. Okay, so there's only that's four wins right there. There's eight that gives us that gives us a six. That's what I'm saying. It's possible. I ain't gonna say we're gonna do it, but it's very possible. It's possible. Yes, I, I mean it's very possible given the fact that you know what we have. There. That's what I'm saying. If we can get that, get the six wins, get uh, Ibrahimovic can talk his talk his way in us being retained. Hey, I doubled my win per touch. My my win. Production. Uh, we're still in the middle of a rebuild. You see that the defense improved. You got these things you can say. So I can see. It. Now I'm not saying I'm I'm in favor of it, but I can I I can see a world in which that can happen. I I, I can see a world where Matt Eberflus becomes the Rick Renteria of the Cubs, and they he gets a bunch of losses and they get a bunch of picks, you know, and they build up their farm system. And the Cubs win with um, the next manager. Oh, what the hell was his name? My goodness. M Maddox? No. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not a baseball fan. Yeah. Uh, Madden. 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 Oh, Joe Madden. Madden. Okay. Joe Madden. Yeah. yeah, Joe Madden. Okay. So they bring in a Jim Harbaugh. He becomes the Madden of the Cubs. And he, he gets us the Super Bowl with the team that Ryan Poles built. Four flus that could not succeed. I can see that happening. He becomes the Rick, the Rick Renteria of the NFL, of the Bears. Yeah. I can see. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I just think that when the, the, the way people try to look at the games, you know, they look at it like, okay, last year Bears won three games. They somehow get to six games this year. 
oh, you know, things are improving. Do so do you do you necessarily fire a coach who doubles his wins in the second year? It's kind of hard to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a very interesting point. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not saying I'm in favor of it, but I'm just looking at it from how they might be looking at it. Okay. Right. So that's right. what I'm saying. We're on the right trajectory, and. The sad part is, if if they do do that, they never address the Getsy situation because Getsy has some shortcomings that I don't think they're trying to address. So then, I think I think it's easier to fire a, a coordinator, obviously. Um, right. Saw today in college football with the USC, uh, right. the coordinator gave up fifty-two points. You're done. You know, you've been with the coach for yeah. I don't know how long, a long time, but. Uh, so he's gone. Um, defensive coordinator, obviously, they have to replace because their last one is no longer with them. Um, so Aberflus, I mean, as a leader, that guy, he has to he has to make some cha- he has to really like do some soul searching and figure out how he wants to the, run this team, the culture of this team, and what his Agreed. vision is, what his vision might be. Um, he's a defensive guy, so I don't know how much he knows about offense, which. You know, I'll be honest with you. I like defense, so I don't know much about offense either. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Trust me, I'm the same way. But I do know offense. I I'll say say this. I I understand the the um the fundamentals or like the not the nuances of it, but just the basics of a of an offensive system because you got to defend it. Um, right. So I I'm just I'm okay. So I'm curious to know. When he goes into a locker room, what do his players think? How do they respond to him? If they believe in him, I, I I can honestly say he deserves another year. But if they don't believe in him, like a McDaniels, I think- like I was just talking about, like an example was McDaniels. Like are we in oh, that yeah. same situation that we gotta we gotta part ways and we gotta you know find somebody Absolutely. else. Well, yeah, I think we done that with uh, Tressman. I mean, they stopped believing in him. So after just two years, he was gone. Yeah. I yeah. think I I think with this guy, he still has a he still has a locker room because okay. the guys played hard today. I mean, they were they were in the game the whole game, so they played hard. So yeah, they do. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I don't see them quitting on him. So that that tells me that polls again is going to be like you know, yeah, he hasn't lost a locker room yet. He's building up. I mean, he's still trying to build. So I want to give him another year. And Bears being cheap as they are, they don't like having to play a coach who's not coaching more than one year. I think uh, Tressman was the first one, first time they done that. Other okay. than that, uh, every coach they ever fired, he only had like one year remaining on his contract. Right. Whereas Tressman was the f- first one that had more than one year. Because they don't want to pay that money to someone that's not there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. All these things you got to factor in. Okay. May I'm saying that polls will be a more a moron to give Flus another year. If, if 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 it's his job on the line, it would be. He would be a moron, right? Because no, assuming the general manager gets one more shot at this, right? He has to fire him. He has to. Think about this though. Hold on. Let me let me give you guys another scenario. <laughs> so 
next year, you have the number one pick. And instead of drafting this new quarterback, you get all these other picks. Mm -hmm. So you build up the more talent. Mm -hmm. You build up more talent. You still go with Flus. And then if Flus fails there, you're only going to get one crack at one more quarter. I mean, one more head coach. Mm -hmm. So do you want to waste it this year when you don't have more talent yet? Or wait till you get more talent, then bring in the next coach? So, so what we're saying is that the Bears have the first and second pick in the draft. They get Martin <laughs> Harrison and an offensive lineman because there it you're is. trading down. You're trading down. We're trading down now. Okay, offensive lineman. No, no, because you, you have to yo, hear me out. You got the first and second pick. If we get the so Martin you trade Harrison's got to be one of them. You can't. I would say you can't deny, even though we we have a great receiving core now. To add to that receiving core, I think is you, you can't give that up. You can't take you one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree with that. The second one, I can see whether you so you trade down, so you get an offensive lineman or whatever or defensive. No. I'll tell you who you get. I'm, I'm a, an OP right now. I'll be right back. I'll say there's a. Oh, I wish I could remember his name. Illinois has a defensive lineman it's supposed to be a first round pick. New or Newman, something like that. Yeah. So if you could yeah. trade down and get something like a like that guy, that would help the defensive side. I think their 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 interior line needs a little bit of it needs somebody. They need more push. Yeah, um, I don't think I we agree. got one sack today. I don't think we got one sack today. Not one. Not one. Okay. So that that's a problem. So I think you you gotta you gotta address that issue right there. Um. So yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Look, what what I what I think what. This is this is a scenario I'm saying. If if the Bears get to one first and second, I'm trading down the first because somebody's going to want that quarterback, be it be it um, May or Williams. Yeah. So you're going to get a ransom for that. Now, depending on who that team is, if it's the Cardinals, and let's say the Cardinals are at number three, they want to move up. You get their two first round rounders next year, and then a Another first round of the year after that. Now you have, now you have the second and the and the third, right? Okay. So you have the second and the third. Let's say Atlanta want the other quarterback that didn't get drafted. Okay. So now I'm trading down that number two pick to a team that wants that quarterback, be it Atlanta, be it whoever. So now I've got another first rounder and two more first rounders. Uh, two more consecutive years. So I'm building all this capital. I have the third overall pick now, right? Okay. Okay. And then I'm so the third overall pick. I'm getting Marvin Harrison. I'm getting Marvin Harrison. Okay. That's that's what I want to get at. Was I want to make sure that right. you don't sacrifice the one, the the, the actual the linchpin, the person I think that can really help this team, and not in the sense of like he's a savior, but you add right. him to DJ Moore, Arnold Moody, and then Cole Komet. Exactly. And then, yes. For me, first, I was telling Dan, I who I like is is Brock Bowers from from Georgia. Like, if you can right. have two tight ends, and like both of them can play wide receiver positions, and how you can flex right. them out. Now, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know if Brock Bowers can block, but I know the guy can catch. The guy's really good. Um, well, just the versatility you would have. Um, see, I had a better scenario for you for you for your tight end. 
I'd love to hear it. My, my better, my better scenario for you is if in that scenario, I'm saying we got one, so we traded one to get to the three, right? So then we have the second. So the second, with the second overall pick, we trade down with Atlanta. Atlanta, we getting a first or two first, a second, and give me Cal Pitts. Oh, okay, okay, I'm down. Feel me? I'm down with that. See, yes. See that's what. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'll take a Kyle Pitts any day of the week because Atlanta's not using him this year. God, he's exactly. down tremendously. So I would right. love. So now we can so, then go into offensive line, defensive line, you know, start really because, feeling. Because with that scenario I'm talking about, now we're going to have, after acquiring, uh, we got Marvin Harrison, we got Pitts, and we still have two more first-round picks. So with those two other first-round picks next year, I'm going with an offense alignment and that defense alignment you're talking about, nothing out of Illinois. So that's all in the first. That's all within the first round. Now that's what I'm saying. So I built all this talent up, and now I'm going to give Fluce that one more year. Okay. If you ain't doing it with all that talent, because I know I'm only going to have one more chance to get another core. I mean, another head coach. If you don't do it, if you don't do it then, then I'm bringing in the new head coach. Okay. Because I can't see if you bring in a new head coach next year, he'll he'll sit up there and be like, "Well, uh, I'm going to need some time to get my system implemented." Oh, I see what you're saying. So that's why I say before I rush that fire that head coach, knowing that I only got one 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 more crack at a good head coach, I want to give you one more chance. But while I'm giving you this one more chance. I'm going to put these pieces in here to where if you don't do it, I'm going to be able to bring in another guy who has a lot more to work with. Okay. That I, I like that scenario. That's a, that's a plausible, but I think you got to get rid of your coordinators. I think coordinator wise, you got to bring, you got to bring, absolutely find that. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. So uh, I, I don't know who that guy's, who that guru is though. I don't know who the next, you know, individual who can work both with the quarterback, the receiver core, and you know, run the offense. Yeah, I don't honestly. I don't. I don't. I don't have no idea who and that even guy is. Defensively, right I don't know who. Like, so defensively, you're talking about a scheme per se. Do you go to a three-four defensive coordinator guy? Bring in those because your edge rushers now. I mean, Montez Sweet becomes now. Well, then again, no, you don't because he's a defensive end. He's not an outside linebacker. Yeah, I think um, if 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 it was up to me, I would try to keep a four-three because I think okay. we did the good. We we've done a great job of converting uh, to that four-three to where okay. if we try to go back to a three-four, it'd Let's be kind of hard. Let's take a look at that though, PJ. Like uh, Montez Sweat could play in a three-four. He probably could play as a outside, outside linebacker line. in a three-four. Could. You see him dropping in the coverage. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, <laughs> that's the hard part. You got right. They got at least cover flats. They're at least a flat. Yeah. Yeah. Zone blitz. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. We now we're just in this cycle of well, we have to keep. A, and three, a four-three defense together. I'm sorry, Sanborn didn't look bad today. I, I was actually, I was pleasantly Sanborn surprised. Sanborn's a linebacker, dude. 
and he plays middle and strong. I didn't realize he was that versatile. I was that kind of like that that touched my heart a little bit that knowing, okay. And then Sewell, I think they just Sewell they they put him out there like one or two plays. I, I didn't see him much out there. I'd like to see what he can do. Um then you got at was it Edwards was out there, right? Which one's hurt? Uh, uh Edmonds. Okay, so Edwards was out Man, there. Edmonds is hurt. He was out. Okay, there. so Edward, do that hit he put on. Um, oh god, number twenty-two for the Saints when he drilled him. That oh, yeah. It was like early in the game, but all I remember is that it was a nice hit. So point is, is that I think there now is the, is it defensive scheme wise or is it defensive talent? Because I saw talent out there. You've got, a lot of, you've got a lot of rookies on defense. Okay. So then they just need to they just need to develop, then we're okay. Because they yep. I mean uh, was, Gordon looked good today, right? Yeah, was but, out. Gordon looked pretty good. But Brisker uh, was out. Johnson looked good. Johnson looked decent. You got uh, you got Terrell Smith who was looking good earlier in the season with freaking mono right now. Like that's that's how long is he gonna be out? That really fucks with, with people. And then yep. you've got uh you know the rookie defensive lineman we drafted. They're they're rookies. So what are you gonna? They're not yeah, they're, characters, they're, obviously, right? So they're not just gonna come in and they're you know, open. Down. Yeah. Although, I mean, there is I just a, think we. I mean, of course, I just think we need a lot more talent. Um, we just we're not quite there yet, but we're with the right maneuvers. I mean, as a guy in the chat said uh jason uk that's a dream scenario i came up with yeah that's what it's going to actually take the dream scenarios uh because i don't think walker is an answer for us i would i, I would much or in Dockway. in Dockway has done nothing i mean he would has what two sacks for here yeah so I'm inclined, again, with my dream scenarios, uh, offseason, in Dockway, I'll see you later. I'll go get Chase Young then. That's when I would go after Chase Young. Yeah, the, the Niners are not signing him after this, right? Oh, no. This not. Is a I mean, as long as his medical checks out. Let me yeah. be clear about that. His medicals have to check out, but I would sign him, have him and Sweat on my edges. Now, with the three technique, the, the rookies are – like I said, they're up and down. So if I could somehow trade Walker and a draft pick, uh, maybe two year, uh, 2025's uh, Carolina's second round pick to where I can get a true stud three technique. Boom. There I have. So now you have that, you have that, uh, that defense. That can really go. I don't know who that stud three technique guy I would go after. I don't know who that is I yet. But that. I mean, because Buckner, he's getting long in the tooth. Uh, Simmons from uh, the Titans, I don't know how quick he is off the ball. So I really don't know. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I don't know who or what three technique I would actually go after. But I think we do need to get a three technique. At some, I mean, in that offseason somehow. But yes, I would go after Chase Young. And if I can get Chase Young and get that in a trade, get that uh, three technique instead of dra drafting Newton in the first round, then 
I would draft another defensive end. That way I have a great rotation between Chase Young, Sweat, and a first-round defensive end. Let's say it's a Jared Verse from Florida State. Oh, 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 yeah. That guy. I forgot about it. He went back to school. Yes. Like yes. That guy. Yes. But that beyond him, there's not much, really. And the, I mean, yeah. I haven't really paid much attention, but I'm just hearing people saying that there's not many defensive ends in this draft. I heard of some other guy, a uh, guy out of Utah, I think it was. Oh, yeah, that's Walter pounding the yeah. table for that dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so I think there's other guys. I just don't, I don't follow college football enough, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm just thinking there's scenarios to where I can, you know, you can try to get this thing jump started, knowing that, hey, I'm not going to worry about trying to get a quarterback next year. I'm right. going to concentrate on getting everything else around the quarterback. And that's a lot of leverage. That's a huge amount of leverage. We don't need a yes. quarterback. So then we yes. can just, like you said, start trading, positioning yourself in the draft, and yep. maybe even trade for a, you know, already a, you know, a current player in the, in the you know, on a yep. team that, there, that fits our style. Yes. So, um, that's interesting. Now you got my, you piqued my interest because now I want to start looking at some like three technique guys and see who's out there and you know yeah. who can help and uh, the, like you know play that like the Aaron Donald over under like you know play that three. Now like he's the ideal three guy, and, but that's just too much money. I, yeah, yeah. We have it though. We have money. I think that's no, 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 no. Then again, they don't want to spend it. They're, we just gave a chunk of it to uh, Sweat. sweat but, yeah. We still got to pay Johnson, yeah. so we. We won't be able to afford Aaron Donald. No, 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 no. I'm not saying a guy, maybe if you can see a diamond. I, I'm always looking. My, I'm a half glass full kind of guy, like looking for that. Who's that diamond in the rough kind of guy? Or you right. Know, where, where, where's he at? Like, like I said, the Illinois guy. Like, eh, yeah. Can, you know, can that guy be available or whatever? Um, so uh, the, the, the Eric Harper's uh, asking, who's your dream draft defensive end, Walt? Uh, his name is Jonah Ellis. From Utah, okay. He's the Utes' defensive end. He has nine sacks, and his what? Hold on a second. Leads the football Bulls subdivision with nine sacks, and is tied for first with thirteen tackles for loss. Okay. I think his brother played in the league too, didn't he? I don't know his brother's name, but I think that's what Walt said. His brother played in the league. Or plays in the league. I, I I can't remember. Yeah, Walt's pretty high on that guy. I think. That yeah. Him. Let me see images. What's his number? I think I think I heard just about like four or five defensive ends that should be able to go in the first round. So that's what I'm saying. Grab one of them. The one that I'm most familiar with is first. That's why yeah, I said Florida State. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I named him. But that's what I'm saying. I would have that three-headed monster. And uh, Eric says that you know having Sweat and Young would be expensive. I'm. I, I agree. I think you know. Uh, you're paying about forty-two million dollars for both of them. Or you go sweat and verse. You just, you just draft verse and call it a day. Well, I still want to go go with three because of because of Young's knee. Yeah, the thing about that's the thing is that do you just even risk Young? Do you just push him? Just you know, forget no, about him. No, you go Marvin Harrison, and then you go the Penn State left tackle. I think. Well, yeah, but, God, but you can see a scenario. I, was, uh, I told uh, Coach B, 
in trading down, I now got three first round draft picks. Okay. Yeah, with the three first round draft picks, I'm going oh, Marvin Harrison, offensive tackle from Penn State, and Jared Verse. Okay. God, that'd be dirty. Like and then, like you can like sell them in and out. Like you got fresh legs, fresh exactly for young. Know, exactly, he is. You know that. I don't know, but I guess it comes down to money too. Because if you're going to pay young money, you got you want them on the field. That's the professional yeah. side. That's one, not the coaching side. One way, but, be, but because you're only having to pay those two, because you know Washington had to pay their two interior guys yeah. this year. So they, they were spending money that year. That's what I'm saying. So I'm paying my two. The only people I'm paying on my defensive line are the two ends. Okay. Young, young and sweat. Then I got a rookie. Okay. He's on their rookie contract. Then I got Dexter and Pickens, who's on their rookie contract still. So the real, the big money still is only going to the two ends because Billings, he's only costing me $4 million a year. Okay. So the only real money I'm paying is my two wins. And by the time Jared Verse, if he's the, the guy I drafted, by the time he's come up for the contract, Sweat is now out of his contract. Yeah, he is because he's only four years. And exactly. So that's what I'm saying. That's how I would do it. So that way I'm, I'm keeping the guys fresh. I got a good pass rush consistently. And I'm going in and out. That's why I say even with the trade, because I'm getting rid of Walker's contract, with along with a second round, a future second round pick to get maybe Simmons. I think Simmons is making maybe ten million dollars. Okay. So I think I can absorb that. So those would be the three, the only the three guys I'm really paying on that lot, or whatever defensive tackle or under or three technique I can find. That's Wait, but I'm, that's that's what I'm looking at. I like it. I like it a lot. I mean Simmons. Huh? You said Simmons. Yeah, the guy from uh, the Titans. I think he's a, he's a three technique. Is his name Simmons? No, it's uh, what is it? Walker. No, the guy who's on the Titans right now. Oh, you're saying go for him in the in the free agency? No, no trading. I would trade Walker to get him along with the second round uh, draft choice. You're because I think Walker he's 26 years old. Walker came from the Titans. We can't trade him back to the Titans for. Why not? He's, they, they may want him if he's familiar with their system. He can lower their payroll because he'd be cheaper than the Simmons guy that they already have there. Mm, that's suspect, DJ. Because, because Walker is making seven million dollars. I think I don't. I can't remember how much Simmons is making. I think that's his name, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. I think. Um, so I'm trying to get him if I can't find a better three technique. That's who. Because I'm trying to get somebody that I can rotate with Dexter. I want so to this question. So I'm trying to look, I'm trying to lower my uh, cap number yeah, by yeah. getting rid of Walker. Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey I don't Simmons. think they're, they're not going to take him to trade back though. That's, that's four seems- years, ninety-four million dollars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to find a trade technique. I don't, I, I don't know exactly who yet, but I'm trying to find one. Uh. Uh, Eric Harper is asking, "What do we do if we get uh, with Jones if we draft a left tackle?" It, swing tackle. Swing tackle. Thank you. You know, I was trying to say that PJ. I I'm here for you, bro. You took it away from me. 
I'm just saying, if you say, if, if you ask one more time, we got a problem, then you have it. I sit here looking dumb the entire time. I try to look smart, and you took it away from me. <sighs> I was I was having your back, bro. All right, fair enough. Right? Right? Yep, fair enough. I got, <laughs> I got that I'm, phrase from Coach B. I use it all the time with my wife. She's like, it, you cannot use That's his phrase. You can't no, use it. No, dude, that, that phrase is open to anybody. It's the best phrase ever. It fair keeps enough. from conflict. Uh, like if you don't want conflict, just say fair enough. Fair enough works. <laughs> every, time, <laughs> every time it works. So uh, well said. Thank you, Coach B. You know I love you. I love you too, buddy. This is fun, man. I'm having a blast. This is known you forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. No, I was about to say everyone's getting like uh the sun's going down, so it's getting dark in everyone's background. Dude, I like I, dude, I'm going to tell you what, man. Turn off I hate light. this time change thing. It sucks, right? Today's the first day. It is. They're having to yeah. deal with it. It's like only 6 o'clock, and it's like 10 o'clock, it feels like. Does it even work for the farmers anymore or for children coming home from school? I mean, does it? It seems like it's... It's got to be an economic thing. It's something that they're doing to control us. <laughs> PJ, what do you think about the time change? Are you for it, against it? <laughs> I've only you know, I've known it all my life, so I, I, I guess I'm just used to it. <laughs> Would you rather it just be um, seven twelve right now instead of well? I, I can see the advantages because I know like the kids going to school in the morning, having to be out there in the bus stop in the dark. That's not a good yeah. thing. So yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> because I, I have known kids get hit by uh, cars waiting on the bus stop before. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they made it back in uh, Ben Franklin's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Unless like, horse and buggy, maybe horse and buggy. It could be that might be the reason. Kids hanging outside, horse and buggy. <laughs> Plowed through somebody, and oh, we gotta change the time. But I mean, it doesn't really matter here because, like, I'm, I'm, and you know this, Coach B. We're both in Georgia. You know, the sun doesn't come up to eight o'clock. No, it was uh, seven thirty. It was still kind of dark. Yeah. So now the time change. So it's like, yeah, like seven seven thirty. This the sun comes up here. What is it? Well, really that's what I'm saying. See, see, we're here and here where I'm at in Illinois. The uh, the the bus or our school our school starts at seven thirty. Yeah. So people out there are catching a bus six forty five. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So they're being out there in the dark like that, right? Could be problematic. The sun is up for you by then, right? Now, after today, the sun comes up when. I think the sun will be coming up about. I'll, I'll look it up my damn self. Jeez. Six, six fifty maybe. Maybe six thirty. Let's see here. You're in Peoria, but I'll, I get a basic uh, outlook from Chicago, right? So the sun rises at. 6.29 a.m. for you tomorrow. Cool. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I get it. That makes sense. That's why I wanted to ask you because it okay. seems like if we just kept it the same, it would it would work. But if you go back an hour, it does definitely help for the northern yeah. states to have more light in the beginning of the day than at the end of the day, for sure. Yeah. I, I do remember living in Illinois that we did have like not longer days, but the sunlight did come up earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. It just seemed to last a little longer. But here, it seems to be dark all the time now in the East Coast. Mm -hmm. What now, time did it get dark? Uh for you guys, in the dead of winter, it gets dark at like uh, five thirty for us. Yeah, four thirty. Really? For you. Yeah, because we're an hour ahead of you. Oh, okay, that's right. Because because at four thirty, right? Yeah, four thirty here dark for you. Yeah, yeah, it's dark. Okay, all right. It's nice living down here because literally, I drive home from like my drive home from our wonderful uh, adventures for the Vikings and Raiders game. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't even hit the time change until I hit Georgia. I oh, drove wow. all the way through Illinois, Tennessee, Kentucky, or Kentucky, Tennessee. Then I hit Georgia, and then boom, the time change. It's weird. So I'm like, because I know Indiana is Eastern time. Some places are actually Indiana, Indiana is the weirdest place ever. It's so weird. I hate driving through it because <laughs> it's like, what time is it? Yeah. And I think certain places don't even have um, daylight savings. Indiana used to didn't, but now I think they went strictly oh. Easter now. Okay, Indiana, because they would they would flip flop. They would they would never change, so they would flip flop Indiana. But now it's Eastern. There's different counties in Indiana, though. So as I'm uh, really so normally I drive right up the middle of Illinois to come home. I stop at Portillo's in Champaign. <laughs> Can I get a sponsorship, Portillo's, please? <laughs> and then uh, I, I uh, go on on my way, and it, I know when the time changes. It's like right when I leave Georgia, it goes an hour ahead. I'm I know where I'm at, but when I go through Indiana, like I did last time, and I wasn't paying, I was like, oh fuck it, I'll just it's it's quicker by like a half an hour. I'll take it this time. It was just I never knew where I was at. I kept having to call my wife. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> because you can't it, look at your phone well it would change it would go back and forth because there's different time zones in different counties of indiana oh wow so okay. you can be in one county and it's one o'clock and you get to the next county it's 12 o'clock you get to the next county it's one o'clock you're like what <laughs> where am i and if you're just driving and listening to music or podcasts you look down and it's like oh it's one o'clock and you're driving like an hour later it's like it's, wait, it's one o'clock <laughs> like what where, where the hell am i I'm in the twilight zone. It's very confusing. <laughs> you know, look over your shoulder, see if you see Rod Sterling. Am I in the twilight zone? <laughs> exactly. That's how you feel. Eric Harper, I'll tell you what I miss most about not living in Illinois. Pretty sure it's more regional there, but Monocle Pizza is the shit. Really? Monocle's never heard of it. Oh, we have we have we have, we have uh, four of those down from where I live. They're okay. I ain't crazy about monocles, but they're okay. We have this uh local restaurant called Avanti's. Now I like Avanti's. That's an Italian restaurant. Good pizza, sound, good. Huh? That sounds familiar for some reason. Yeah, Avanti's. Avanti's? Yeah, Avanti's. Because I know I, I know because I know the owner, so I know he's just local, so. 
Yeah, he's not expanded all over. I think he's Peoria, East Peoria, and Bloomington, I believe. Hmm. Uh, I, uh, Jason UK saying, uh, that's mad shit with your time zones. I'm glad I'm in a little country <laughs> like that. <laughs> Jason UK, um, uh, so I started the GoFundMe. I'm I'm sure you know, for uh, Chris Watts. He came out, um, for he came out October 12th. I drove from Atlanta up to Illinois and picked him up from the airport, and we all we met PJ at the Vikings game. It was awesome. Brian said, "Fuck you! I'm not gonna come to that game because I hate you guys." <laughs> he never made it. And, uh, just kidding, of course. But uh, we had so we had a great time, man. It was it was awesome hanging out with um, a British guy, and I'm not sure what your accent sounds like, but if you know Chris Watts' accent, I'm sure you have heard it. I, I'm just curious to know what your uh, development of where you're from in that region that makes your accent change because we talked about that a lot when we were go from out. time zones to and, and so, but we were talking about time zones as well, and he was saying the same shit like it's it's. It's so much more, it's so, so much larger here when he came here. He just like felt so expanded. He was just like, this is well, yeah, I mean, the UK is very small. I mean, so yeah, yeah like, guys. Uh what Texas? Come on over to Illinois, you can get lost over here. <laughs> yeah, Illinois is like what a half the size of UK, probably. If I had to guess, Jason, UK. If I'm if he's in if he's in England, I think Illinois is bit bigger than England. Yeah, Eric Harper saying I can't understand half of what Chris says, and I love it. Listen, dude, I was hanging out with him. <laughs> my my cousin is dating a guy who owns a dis, uh, distillery, and he has a bar in it and shit. So we he bought a, a bottle of uh Scott or whiskey. I bought the same bottle, and then we ended up just drinking one night. I, we cracked my bottle. He was going to take his home with him, right? And we were just hanging out, drinking, sipping on some excellent whiskey. And his fucking accent got so extreme. It was like he was hanging out with his best friend. Fuck it. It was like Snatch, like the movie Snatch. He was like, I can't believe I can actually understand you. <laughs> I've been hanging out with you for like three days now, and that makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, Jason UK saying, haha, I'm I'm in the south of England, shorty. Chris Watts is a northern monkey. <laughs> he sounded like my wife. She was from Yorkshire. <laughs> That's what Chris Watts was saying. Yeah. He was comparing it to like how like how we like we like to make fun of our southern guys down you know we make fun of our southerners down here with this shitty stupid you know uh, accent that we make fun of our southerners here with but it's it's the same thing it's like I, I i know that i have an accent down here because i walk in everywhere that i walk in everyone's like oh, well, how you doing sweetheart so nice to see you guys. i'm like i definitely sound like i'm from chicago <laughs> I never I think, knew I had an accent in, until I moved to the South. So it's same thing. Yeah, we, we, I think we got about four or five different accents around uh, uh, America. Mm -hmm. We got the Southern. We got the New York. We got Chicago. Then we got the regular. 
Boston. Then we have wait, what's the Boston regular? has an accent. What's the regular? Yeah, oh, Boston. Boston, the Boston, the Boston. So uh, back to the regular is like mine. See, all right, I don't have an accent. Y yes, you do. You just don't know you do. <laughs> what accent do I have? A Chicago accent. No, I don't. You pronounce your A's. Say say the word accent. Accent. Okay. Ah, you said ah accent. In the South, it would be like. Uh, I don't know. He I, 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 accent. No, he he's so. Are you are you originally from Illinois, PJ? He mm -hmm. is, he's 100% North. 100% okay. He sounds just like Coach Demery from the South. Like you guys, if you guys hung out, you guys would be two peas in a pod. And this guy's from like Savannah, Georgia. A guy now, I know. The reason why I say that because when I was in the Army, oh, we had, that, that's probably when, why. When we had all these guys from all, of, all over the country, they always told me I, I spoke as though I had no accent. Because you had the Boston, you had the New York, you had the Southern, you even had like Minnesota. That uh, oh, yeah, that, my wife's from Minnesota. That, yeah, that, that, that Dakota, that Dakota type accent. Yeah, uh, PJ, Fargo. Can you, can you not admit though? Like, if you're talking to somebody on the phone, you can tell whether they're black or white, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah, black For people have a different baritone to their to their to yes. the sound of their voice, right? You can you. Can, so do white people. You can always pick it out, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe that has something to do with it. But you definitely, as opposed to uh, southern here or northern where you are, a hundred percent different accent. Really? That's the first time I've ever heard you, that because, you, like I said, when I was in the army, I've always was described as not having an accent at all. No, I don't. I don't hear an accent. Actually, I'll be honest with you. I, I agree with you. You're you don't have. You're pretty. None of us have an accent to each other. <laughs> We're all fucking talking with the same accent. But I can see what he's saying. Is that? But it, what it blows my mind is that, like, Coach Demery from down here, born and raised in Savannah. He's he is he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a large black man, and he has the same voice as you do. Like it's really? the same, like the same, like there's no, like I can. He doesn't have any like honest, southern drawl. If you, if you blurred your right face, now. if he blurred your face, I'd be like, am I talking to Coach Demery? <laughs> same wow. mannerisms, okay. same mannerisms, same philosophy, same logic, same like, I'll be honest with you. Like you are like, I, I want to get Coach Demery on the show with you my, and him. My doppelganger. I think he's your doppelganger. <laughs> I think he's your, I think he's your like. I don't know what it's strange. It's like this. It's it's how I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's hilarious to me. Does he does he coach defense too? Yes, he does defense and he does offense. Actually, he's a wing T guy. He's a wing T guy. He oh. he was the actually he was okay. I'm sorry. He was an offensive coordinator oh. for high for the high school. So he did wing T, and then um, he ended up coaching like defense, like cornerbacks, and he's he's a guru of football. The guy's brilliant. He's who I run to every day because I, as a coach, I run to him and be like, okay, what do you think of this idea? And he trashes every idea I have. <laughs> and then, he, he, and then he, he puts me in line. I'm like, all right, I got to do this. And then I run back to him again and he trashes and whatever. You got to get him on the it, show, Coach B. I'm telling you, I got to get him on with you, PJ. You might be like, oh my God, is that my long lost brother? Because <laughs> you guys remind me so much alike. It's hilarious. 
Let me, he goes, let me find out. He, he don't know who his father is. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he does. He's he's hilarious. He uh, no, he's he's about your you're about what fit. I don't mean to be mean, late fifties. Oh, okay. Well, he's in his fifties. He's 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 in his thirty first, thirty second year of, of of teaching. So he's oh, wow. He's been around. Um, cool. He went to Howard University. I think he went to Howard University. Kamala Harris. I want to say. The oh guys, wow! Okay. Love this guy. He's brilliant. He's got a doctorate. He's 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 an awesome guy. Um, Coach Montgomery. He, Coach Demery is his name. D E M E R E. Coach Demery. He's oh Demery. Okay. Coach Demery. Coach D. Coach D and Coach B. Yeah, he. Um, gotcha. Like I said, he just. I, when I first met you, I was like, "Is that Coach Demery's like brother?" <laughs> Perfect. And then when you did your scenario with me, it was the same thing he would do. He'd be like, "Well, okay, wait a second. Let's let's go through." And it's like, right, all right, let's go through this. Is he a bear man? No. Well, no. He's a. I don't know what he is because he grew up in Savannah, Georgia. He went to Howard University in Washington D.C. I don't know what he is. He he holds a lot to his chest. He's a Georgia Bulldogs fan. I'm I don't sure. think he is. I don't know if he's like a true attested because like the people down here like love Georgia, and most of them are just they don't care about the Falcons. They love the the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. The Falcons are not important down here. Oh, so. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Falcons are a transplant, right? I have season. I have season tickets. I can't sell. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I want to get to um what Jason uh, UK said here because this is hilarious. Just don't do that dumbass Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent. That's so wrong. That's <laughs> exactly what I did to Chris Watts the entire time I was hanging out with him. I was trying to do Chris Watts accent like so diligently, and it just wasn't working. So I'm like. I was like, "Fuck it! I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start talking to you in in, in my normal British accent." I'm gonna. <laughs> so wonderful thing out you today, and I feel like I'm, I'm speaking to you from, uh, from the castle. Uh, you, you know, I look down on you, Chris Watts. You are, you are, you are a, you are a peasant. <laughs> That's that voice you use right there. Greetings. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> I'm Dr. Dick Richard. <laughs> That's it right there. Oh, man. Should we show the Derby Dickers commercial before we end this show? <laughs> I didn't say that for you to show the commercial, man. Oh, oh, I believe you did, my friend. I believe you did. Drippy Dicks. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the short. How about the short? Greetings. Uh, I'm Dr. Dick Richards. Have you ever thought you were done going giddy? Only moments later to find a drip or two or three in your underwear? Have you ever felt ashamed? Well, feel ashamed no more. Even the iconic legendary musician Elvis Presley has had his own share of drippy dick. For all the males in the day, them, there, though, thou arts out there. Anyone with a dick, I've invented a revolutionary patented design called Drippy Dicks. Our state-of-the-art patented design can absorb up to two and a half cups of pee-pee. Adhesive side down in your banana hammock. Watch Drippy Dicks go.
go to work. The banana hammock is still dry. Just look at that absorption. Drippy dicks. Made by a dick for a dick. Drippy dicks. <laughs> this dude. <laughs> Only man I know likes showing himself in a, in a pair of speedos. <laughs> oh, it's called the banana hammock, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, um, so in uh, Round Lake, where we grew up, Coach B and I, uh, they have a uh, a radio station, Coach B, in case you didn't know this. This might be, be news to you. And so in like 2006, seven, somewhere around there, um, I they they had a Eric Harper wants some drippy dicks. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll, no, we'll you don't that. want some drippy dicks. You don't want that. You want some drippy dicks pads. Uh, so they, we found out that they have a radio station, and you could be a you could be just a volunteer and have your own radio show there. That's kind of like how I guess the confidence to do this came from, right? Because so uh, we did a a, a radio show there, and um, God, I was going somewhere with the drippy dicks thing. I'm, I've lost it now, but it, so that was. We did a radio station show there, and it was fucking fun. I lost my damn train of thought, damn it. But Drippy Dicks. Goes all the way back to Round Lake? Yes. As a uh, – oh, don't you hate when you lose your train of thought like yeah. that? Just drops off like a, a ledge. You're like, what the fuck was I just talking about? But uh, I, I – oh, no. Oh, here, here here's where it is. So – uh, I was part of this radio station. It was a volunteer radio station. I had my own show on at uh, three o'clock on Wednesdays for uh, two or three hours. And there was a morning show guy. His name was Scott Osmond, Osmondson. And he did the morning show volunteering for the radio station. And uh, we, we gathered together and made a charity uh, for where we did a, a polar plunge in Fox Lake. Okay. So we did a polar plunge in Fox Lake for a charity and all the money that we raised, we gave to um, whatever charity it was. And so it was just hilarious because Scott Osmondson, who does the morning show, who helped arrange this whole thing, he came out in a, a robe and he, he just opened his robe and he, you could see his bare legs and he just opened his robe and he was wearing a fucking Leopard skin banana banana hammock. That was all he had on. It was a g-string leopard skin banana hammock, and and so we we had, it was like negative two degrees. It was frozen on the on the on the lake. He goes down to the water where they had like uh, the firemen and the police officers officers and stuff, and they had like you know the the horses, you know the old horses they have with the with the big you know orange lights on them, you know. <laughs> and he goes down and he just like pulls off his robe. He just takes his leg. He's now he's just wearing a banana hammock, right? He takes his leg, he puts it up on the on the on the horse, and he starts doing stretches on this horse in front of the fireman. And everyone was just drop dead hilarious, laughing their fucking asses off. And that's where I got the idea from him with the banana hammock, leopard skin banana hammock. For the Drippy Dicks commercials, so long-winded fucking story. Thank you, nine people who are still here for listening to it. <laughs> <laughs>
are tough to navigate. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Wow. I'll let you have that one, bro. I, I, I love the look on your face, PJ. I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> you, you and the drippy dicks. Dude, it was hilarious to watch this dude just like drop his robe on a f- five degree day. Two, whatever I said. The most impressive part is that he did it with a on a five degree day. Yeah, exactly. He put his leg up on the sawhorse with the light on it and shit, and the like two feet from the fireman and shit, and he's he's doing stretches in in a g string banana hammock. So I was like, I specifically have to buy this banana hammock for this fucking drippy dicks commercial. I'm just saying, to be out there in the cold, <laughs> where where things shrink up at. Yep. If you out there in a banana hammock, mm-hmm. impressive. Especially, for, uh, shit shrinks up a lot more for a white dude, right, PJ? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going there. Uh, I was thinking it. You said it. (laughs) I ain't going there. (laughs) (laughs) I forward when I'm in the shower, buddy. (laughs) I forward. Jason UK, that's worth standing up for, Shorty. We appreciate (laughs) you. Okay, that's what she said. <laughs> That's not much banana for the hammock at that temperature. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to take you. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think that's a perfect ending to this show, guys. Let's yeah. go UK go to bed and uh I'm gonna go eat some pizza and you guys can go do whatever you're gonna do. How does that sound? Sounds perfect. You know what? That sounds like a wiener. <laughs> if only we could just have a winner tonight. It would have been a lot better, right? Yeah, that would have been great, too. Yeah. But I see hope. I see hope. Line, the offensive line was looking better. So offensive line was looking better. I saw it seemed like a pressure out of the defensive line. So I have hope. Okay. Hold on. Think let, me, let me just get my heart back going again. Think about it. Number what? number three ranked defense and our offensive line looked pretty good. Damn. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll take that too. That's yeah. a good offensive line day. Yeah. Jason, great to see you, man. Thanks for joining us. From all the way across the pond, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 38 p.m. Awesome. Oh. Thank you for joining us. Man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Mr. Mayhem, appreciate you. Steve Grunwald, Eric Harper. You guys, you guys make the show. I appreciate you. Everyone, thanks for joining us. It is Cliff great. Victoria was here earlier. Uh-huh. Appreciate all you guys. Steve Brunwald, uh, first time caller. (laughs) Great to see you, Steve. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe. Tell your friends if you did. 
enjoy the show. Eric Harper. Hey. Brian Gilmore was here. Mm-hmm. Brian. Been texting me. We've been going back and forth all day about this game. Great to see him here. King. Yuki uh, Nation joined us. So, yeah, we truly appreciate you guys. James Ford, he popped in. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mayhem. Oh, look, our, our co-host, uh, Foster, was in here. Yeah, he came in for a, a comment or two. Mm. No, he was at a, he texted me, said he was at a um, um, memorial service. So, uh, Foster, uh, much if, love to you on that. If I could leave early, so could he. Just giving you shit, my friend. So am I. Walter. But if I could leave early, so could he. <laughs> Walter Walter Besky, another you know producer of the show, just not here. Simon, my cousin, great to see you, my friend. All you guys, you guys know who you are. You are what makes the show. So thank you so much for joining us, Coach B. I appreciate you guys stepping in, man. Dude, I have fun. I appreciate everything uh, you guys do, man. This is uh, a great podcast. I appreciate it, man. We really do, man. I, I appreciate you being on today, man. Uh, you, you're a good guy, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ah, uh, he's not that great. Nah, I'm not, but. I like him, though. You should see some of the shit he says to me in text. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Coach B, you are like uh, seriously, you are, you know, one of my best friends of all time. So you do my best friend. Hanging you're out my best you. friend, man. You might think you're my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you gotta, gotta get out more, man. Yeah, I do, man. I'm telling you. I'll it. tell you what. I moved down to Georgia and I make friends, and they all move. I feel like everything I do, like everything I touch, like. They like gravitate for a little while, then all of a sudden they just they disappear. They go off somewhere else. Man. I don't know what it is, but luckily Dan has he stayed. Dan has stayed, so that's. I forgot to tell you that we're moving back. I forgot to tell you that we're moving back to Colorado. No, you're not. Shut. <laughs> What'd you say? How far away are you guys? Like three out, four hours. Yeah, three four hours. I'm Savannah. He's Atlanta. Wow. Okay. Ravi, what's up, Ravi? You're coming in. We're about to end the show, man. <laughs> Perfect timing, Ravi. All right, let's go. Another four hours. Let's do this. Let's keep it going. Ravi came in. <laughs> we'll repeat everything we just said. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Thanks for hopping in, PJ. Uh, Foster and Walt. Fuck you. <laughs> in the chat, at least. Uh, Coach B, love you, brother. Love PJ. You. Love you too, brother. Great to uh, hang out and you know talk about another Bears loss. Hopefully, we can uh, continue the losses at this point because what else is there to look forward to? That's 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 what I that's what I have to look forward to is development. Even with these losses, I want to see some type of development. <laughs> Jason, you can, another four hours. Let's fucking go. I'm down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got hey the, the fans that we do have they are truly dedicated and loyal I give them that 100% they be encouraging us to go for 8 hours let's do a marathon let's go 12 I'm like whoa 
Yeah, you guys went, what, like six plus hours? They're like, let's right. make forever. <laughs> we only got a few more hours before it's time to get up. No. <laughs> no, that was the draft show. The draft show was like, what, three? No, no it was like, no, it was a show like uh, two months ago where uh, I think it was when you were in town, actually, in Florida. And okay. you came to visit us in Florida. And I like handed over the show, the, the show to these guys. And then was just like, ah, fuck it, never mind. We'll, no, yeah, I think it was that. And then it went six and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, we went six, six and a half hours about a couple of months ago. But the draft show, I think that was like eight hours. I think. Yeah, oh that god, draft. That's different. You know, the draft yeah. going on. You're covering the whole thing. But yeah, but the, yeah, that one show, yeah, it was like six and a half hours. You yeah, balled that shit out, man. Oh, we can go more. Like, dude, you are on the show. Tag in for me. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff Victoria was like chatting you guys on. And he was like, only two more hours ago, you can break the record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. You want you want to get in, dude? Hey right, guys. Well, let's let's oh, what's up? What's up, dude? Hi Dan. <laughs> Hi, kiddo. Yeah, get in. We're going to end this. You want to end this on a one, two, three bears with us? Ready? One. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to get, I I get the close it. I don't have Walt here. He's in chat, you know. All right. So let's end this on a one, two, three. Ready? You you join us, Jake. Ready? One, two, one, three. two three. Bears. 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 <laughs>